and welcome to episode 351 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, returning after a bout of being ill. Yeah, <laughs> but, you're right uh, now, babes. Yes, I, I, I'm ill and I still really love bad. comics, yeah. So I, th- I thought it'd, uh, I'd come back to do this and be joined by the creator of the webcomic vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. The master of ceremonies, be they tea or wedding... Tony Esmond. <laughs> God, I'd love to be master of ceremonies at a wedding. Imagine yeah. that mess. <laughs> You're the sort of person it wouldn't surprise me if you just sort of said, "Oh yeah, I've been ordained." You know, you just drop you, <laughs> you drop you drop it on in conversation. Just I've said it. Uh, I've said it to Joe. If you two get married, I will get ordained and do it myself. That has been a discussion we've had. <laughs> Tony, so I'll tell you a story about the groom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm starting> now. <laughs> And that's why it's never going to happen. Anyway, we're also joined by a guest this week. Uh, We're joined by artist extraordinaire. He's a comic-making machine. And we don't say that lightly. An absolute machine. And uh, he's creator of the martial arts epic Snake Claws and the awesome anthology, no-brainer. Welcome back to the show, Edison Neo. Hey. Hey, thanks, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Did you just well, cheer at your own name? Hey. Yeah. yeah. The fonts. Yeah. Hey. It was just complaining how hot it was in Singapore, weren't you? Just to do all yes. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. man. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's really hot. Well, you're you're on the coolest place in the world now. So uh you know, yes. missed this. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, professionalism? Yeah, no, great, I must yeah. and I must say, well done last week, gents. It was it was a it was a brilliant show and uh, and also second week of our manga month or mang month as Mang-month. I, I I accidentally put it when I posted the episode. I love like clockwork. Ludology pointed out. Yeah, of course he does. He's, he's like a machine, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good lad. Yeah. It's nice to know that when we put out episodes, there are people. You know, those sort of people go. I think you'll find that this this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, keeping us legit, keeping us keeping us humble, honest. Yeah. I do yeah. like Hawkeye pedantry. There's, there's something for it. <laughs> I love the way you talk, Dan. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And that, I mean, I mean, I mean, that sentence sounded like it came out of like the the 1200s. Yeah, it's amazing. The, the Stephen Fry of the Awesome Comics podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of Belgium in a minute. That that, that man, that <laughs> man, Stephen Fry has a wealth of knowledge. But do you know where you can find a wealth of comics? Comic House. Yes. <laughs> Yes, our lovely sponsor, Comic House, who uh, for some reason stick with us <laughs> through thick and thin, illness and unprofessionalism, but we love them anyway and they love us. <laughs> love us all around, as long as it's uh, about comics. Uh, comic House is an indie comic marketplace with a difference. They love comics as much as all of us. That includes you listening at home. Uh, if you go to their website, there's a huge selection of titles, indie and small press titles on the database. If you self-publish, you can list your book on there. There's another avenue to start selling your work straight away. They have a featured section on the site. They've also got an app, the amazing Comic House digital app. Um, basically, Netflix for comics. Only £3 a month subscription service, or whatever that is in wherever you are in the world. But it's not that much compared 9, to... 9,000 rubles. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that... When compared to how like some digital books cost that's absolutely nothing really and you get yeah. access to an enormous library of digital indie comics that's being added to all the time i mean dan what is on there at the moment we've got a couple of new titles uh, both of which uh, excite me 
to read out. You've got a penned Gwyns, <laughs> Master of Nine. Sorry, the way you said that, excite me. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Right. Story synopsis. As a result of a recent typo, it turns out the penguins are not just a, a jack of all trades, but rather a master of nine. The yeah. A5 landscape book is 100 pages of black and white penguin humor featuring the puns, parodies, dad jokes, and cringing gags you come to expect from our penguin crew. In this out, in the penguins pick their favorite film, look at the royal lineage, and do some butchery and find the Wi Fi pa- password. My friend of the show, uh, Alan Henderson. Oh, I've got this. It's very good. Treat. Yeah. Lovely toilet reading in the nicest and, possible in way. In the nicest, yes. Uh, and we've got oh, this one sounds great uh, Sherlock Holmes versus Skeletor volume one by, uh, what Garth Brooks. <laughs> what Garth Brooks what, this, yeah the country and western singer I don't know if it's the one and the same but it would be no. quite the the, cool. the career turn yeah, yeah. Uh, story synopsis Sherlock Holmes and Skeletor Skeletor are next door neighbours and play ridiculous pranks on one another <laughs> <clears throat> that sounds great yeah, yeah. Or, uh, send the cover this for this to you because it kind of looks like an old Kind of ye olde English etching. It's, of, uh, it, it sounds crazy. I mean, I mean, it's I'll, Garth I'm, and not Gareth, is it? Sorry, to it might be Gareth. No, if it's Gareth, he's been on the show. He's good. I don't. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I don't think of an old etching when I think of Skeletor versus who was it? Playing with your melon, isn't he? It's uh, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. It all okay, makes I, sense. I, of course, it makes sense. Yeah, it's clearly yeah. obvious. Yeah. I've sent it to the group chat, but you can look at that cover uh, on Comic House. You're a machine today. <laughs> well, I've got to up my game now that Vince is back. What, yeah. are you t- what are you talking about? You absolutely smashed it last week. Um, and you'll smash it. Um, <laughs> if, you join, uh, if you join Comic House now and uh, start your 14-day free trial, and you'll smash through loads and loads of comic books that you can read, but, including work yeah, from... Gareth Brooks. Yeah. Gareth from Brooks. us and uh, Garth. Sorry, Gareth. <laughs> Even our lovely guest has worked on there. So, there no can I recommendation. Quickly yeah. give a shout. If you want to win two weeks, oh, yeah. is that correct? Uh, no, I've gone the other prize. Three, Three months. months, two weeks plus two months and two extra weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a comic house uh, subscription. You can enter our comic house contest. And uh, the question is, who wrote the Tech Wars Chronicles on Comic House, which you can yeah. read all the issues of? And there's two names. Uh, you can give it away to a friend. You don't have to have it for yourself. Yes. It may be that you already have it listening to the show, but you might want to give it to your mum or something, or your gran or something. Uh, as a bit of a giveaway, one of those names is William Shanner, obviously, but we're looking for the, the other guy's names. I imagine the other guy did a lot of the heavy lifting when it came to writing the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh, calm down, Tony. Did William Shatner do the audio book? I'd buy that. That'd be good. <laughs> what for a comic book? And it's what am I talking about? I already own the books and the comics. So there you go. And the VHS. Um, there you go. So get those questions into us either by the social media uh, or our DMs or, or our emails. What I'll do is I'll put that question out on the uh, Twitter so people can respond to that and we'll pick it out randomly from there or something. Yeah. Make it easier to get that... Uh, answer to us yeah, and the other okay. competition we're actually gonna we've got some answers so we're gonna um reveal that one towards the end of the show so listen out see if you won the uh, martial law hardback yes um but to find out more about uh comic house go to comichouse.com today there you go. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it really no yeah Not really uh-huh. no no um, <laughs> 
but yes, as I said, this is this is the, the third week of Manga Month, um, where we're taking a, a dive into just an absolute sea of comics, basically. Um, just yeah. a, just a whole a whole another world that has been a massive influence, um, and just discovering so many great books ourselves anyway because um this ma- manga or you know shonen comics and things like that they that's kind of where it is a lot of the time at the moment isn't it it's certainly taking yeah, well, over the world. i think i was trying to remember about this just i think he asked in uh waterstones his local waterstones and they said i think i think i'm right in saying it was four to one or three to one i can't remember sales compared to graphic novels compared to manga mangas out you know outselling everything yeah um and certainly like we can't fathom it i mean uh, where you are edison in singapore um what is the ratio mm-hmm. to like sort of you know your western superhero comics and stuff compared to everything else what's it like over there <laughs> uh, okay, the, ratio is, the ratio is kind of weird because um the young people they, they go crazy for the manga yeah and the older guys are <laughs> into the western comic so it's a bit like that here i think when i go Mm, yeah, exactly. So we have the middle-aged guys, guys in their 40s and 50s, they are stacking their gigantic pool list of uh, DC comics and Marvel comics. And then, um, do you guys have Kino Kunia at, in, in London or, or UK? I don't think so. It's no, yeah. a Japanese bookstore. Yeah, it's a Japanese bookstore that it, it's kind of like the only store that really carries a large scale, large range of uh, comics in Singapore anymore. And so yeah. when I go, always go there to get my books, the kids are swarming the manga section. And the manga section is growing every month. <laughs> they have more yeah. shelves every time I, I go back. Yeah. What, so, what, um, what, are the, skewing. what are the main languages, yeah. Edison, there um, for comics? Okay. So uh, everything is in English. Right. Um, primarily in English. Uh, and um, there is a big chunk of uh, uh, comics that are in Chinese uh, right. Mandarin and okay. um, those are usually like especially when it comes from Japanese uh, manga right they'll be translated into Chinese so uh, there's a there's a big there's, yeah, there's a big bunch of readers that uh, they read manga in Chinese yeah that's interesting isn't it? Mo- yeah, mostly uh, mostly English yeah right okay yeah yeah it's interesting I wonder what they're translating into Chinese you know you might be there might be different books might there from what's because we don't see enough of it. We we only see the, the tip of the iceberg, don't we? It's the yeah. translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, my introduction to manga was actually uh, Chinese Chinese uh, manga. So my friend had uh, brought a bunch of slam dunk uh, manga to school, and it was all in Chinese. <laughs> so uh, I ended up uh, reading it. I mean, I I I do I am able to read and speak Chinese, uh, although I'm very bad at it. As, right. as most of my age group, yeah, but that's that's how I got my start. So Mandarin's the pri- rather than Cantonese, it tends to be Mandarin, does it? So I think Mandarin's more mainland China. Yeah, mainland China. yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, the the manga is still same. It's the Japanese manga, the shonen manga, just that the words are in Chinese characters. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So is it kind of uh, yeah. is it the same titles that are big? Uh, what what kind of the, oh, uh, the yes. big titles? Oh yes. So, um, <laughs> when I was growing up, I mean, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm, I grew up in the '90s and the, uh, in the 2000s, and 
Uh, Dragon Ball is huge. Uh, Slam Dunk, huge. Uh, Pokemon, huge. Um, Bleach, Naruto. Uh, what else? There are all kinds. I mean, the kids that were bringing manga to school were all, uh, all, 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 the, all the big ones that, yeah, One Piece, yeah, and, and stuff yeah. like that. So I would say your, 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 your biggest hits on Shonen Jump, they, they, are, they are all popular over here as well. Okay. Yeah. So what's the culture like in Singapore for comics? Is it, because I don't know if, you know, over here it's, it's very niche, you know, mm-hmm. we, we kind of lost that yep. comic culture. Is it, is it, uh, is it as widespread as Japan or is it more um, like English American markets or how do you, how do you find it over there, man? Is it more accepted? If yeah. Is what I'm trying to say, you know? I, I would say it's kind of like you guys over there. Oh, is <laughs> it? Very niche. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, very few readers. I mean, um, yeah. I would say right now there's more like kids reading manga, but I don't think they even care about the Western comics at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My introduction to comics was through the animated series. It, was, it wasn't, I didn't even know there was a comic shop in Singapore right. <laughs> that I can buy comics from, you know. Yeah. And so even right now, I mean, I would say most people don't read comics. Uh, there, there's not many creators as well. Um, there, there's, there's, there's a small niche group there's a small community but it's really small and um, we have one or two uh, internationally renowned guys but that's it yeah Okay. interesting it's weird because the whole kind of the, the manga anime setup like one feeds into the other and goes around the world but with the western stuff mm. you've got the mcu drawing in so much money there's no pipeline mm. from that to the comics is there i i, I think we yeah. all agree on that I, i've not got any hard data to, yeah. hand I, to say that but i i do have a friend who is a huge fan of the mcu movie he's like mm. like a tony stark tony stark fan all the way but once I start mentioning about comics, he'll be he'll set a hotline. He'll say, "No, no, no, no! I'm just a fan of the movie. It's not a comic. It's not a comic. Yeah. It's like uh, it's, it's like a it's like it's like if you if you like the comics, you're a loser. That that, that kind of vibe. <laughs> it's just strange that up kind of like uh, it's so similar the scenario you you kind of yeah. come across to us and uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's almost identical. There's a real kind of a disdain yeah. almost yeah. for kind of the Western comic, but, yeah. Uh, the yeah. manga seems to be absolutely dominating. It doesn't seem to be <clears throat> stopping anytime soon. And yeah. yeah, we yeah. I mean we talk a lot about, you know, you have to capture the next generation of readers um with comics. And it seems like that generation of readers is very much ma- reading manga. That's what mm. that's what's exciting yeah. them. Whether whether there's, you know, sometimes yeah. they they do some very savvy, oh, there's a Netflix animated show. Oh, and then there's a wealth of books for them to read afterwards. Um, they're definitely more savvy when it comes mm-hmm. to. I always wonder about that Netflix thing. Is it just that they, the Netflix and the streaming services were after more content, and they're like, "Well, this is an untapped resource. We we'll go to this." And I think it just happened to be, be a coincidence, yeah. not just a kind of a specific aim of uh, the Shannon Jump or whatever to kind of like, "Well, we need to get this into in front of Westerners' eyes or whatever." Yeah, I, so I think it's very much that. the streaming services. There, there is, there's always going to be not enough content you need you yeah. need to keep giving people new content all the time and mm-hmm. just look at that untapped well well a couple of years ago it was an untapped well of so many animated series and you know unlike i mean we've we, we've lambasted movies sort of going why don't you just put that you know why don't you try and help out the comics at the same time but they'll mm-hmm. never do it but it's it, I, th- I think it's 
it's quite funny how like kids will watch the animated shows and then they'll want more of it so they'll go to their yeah and but they can they They're can so then closely go to, aligned though aren't they i think yeah. that's the difference isn't it yeah. yeah but and also they can go to their bookshop not necessarily a specialized comic book shop but just a genuine waterstones just a genuine bookshop mm. and the stuff will be there yeah that's it, the, i think it's serious yeah. because i think new manga is new manga wherever you are so it's, whether it be bookshop mm. or news agents mm. or comic shop but new comics is specifically aimed at comic shops, and that's where the shrinking market is, you know, is is, is devolving almost. Yeah. But if you yeah. want the new issue of Chainsaw Man, you you're as well to get it in Waterstones as you are to get it in Gosh. Yeah. You know. You might hear a bit more about that one later. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I hear so good. You... I hear good things, um, Edison, about um, the Singapore Comic Con. Is that is that something you go to, and is it good or? Oh, uh, I haven't been to one actually. Right, I think um, I might have asked this before, but yeah, a friend of mine called Sheldon Go, who's a he's a Malaysian comic guy. He works at oh, okay. um, Xenoscope. He goes there, and he says he does well at it actually. Ah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the biggest con in South, the whole of Southeast Asia. So, in the years there, uh, we had the the cons over here. Everyone from the region will actually come over. Right. And there, there are actually quite a few big stars uh, that that do that do guests that that do guest star like uh, Greg Capullo, oh, Frank cool. Cho, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, just <laughs> that I haven't been to one. Cho's a gangster. Basically, my heroes haven't been here. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> that, that outrage king. Cho's just been in the UK, isn't he? Was he did oh, he's yeah, been yeah. touring the UK in here this week? He yeah. makes me yeah. laugh so much. He's well alleged. Yeah, <laughs> he's been at Stonehenge, isn't he? There's pictures with him and his partner at Stonehenge, yeah. <laughs> large. I, I very much, I very much hope to see uh, photos of you behind uh, a, a convention table one day in the future. That listen, I mean, sure, yeah, definitely, fantastic. man. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I've signed up for the con, the con for the past two years, but it's always been cancelled because of COVID. Oh, oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe this year, maybe this year. Well, the thing is, it, it, I mean, it may have been uh, cancelled or postponed or whatever, but in that time, it's not exactly as if you've sat around twiddling your thumbs um, because yeah, you just yeah, keep yeah. you keep You're making comics. Really <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm thankful. In fact, I'm thankful that it's cancelled because. <laughs> I, I did, yeah, it just gives me more gives me more time to get get more comics so that I don't just go to the con and have nothing to nothing to sell and nothing to do, you know. Oh no. Well <laughs> you you've got you've got a graphic novel, you've got an anthology series, not to mention like all the sketches and stuff you do. You're Yeah, every day there's something new on yeah, online. Yeah. 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 yeah, so so now I feel a bit more safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so and we're gonna uh we're gonna tell you all where to get more of Edison stuff. A little bit later in the show. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. You see, you leave them so they they have to come. You know, they have to stick around. Well, the competition as well. Like, like, yeah, like, like, anyway. like yeah. a pro, like a pro. But um, yes, with each sort of uh, week of manga month, we've obviously, as we've already started, been talking about the culture and um, just general output of um, the medium. But there's always a specific little flavour to it, a little angle we like, we like to give, and this is one that. Um, we're sort of doubling up, and, and there's one that Dan is particularly uh, excited about. Now, we're, we're looking at sort of like, I mean, obviously with the awesome pod, we're, we usually go lean towards the action storytelling. And that's that's kind of how we're, how we're doing it this this year with Manga Month. Um, and so we're looking at sort of martial arts and also some big mech, <laughs> big yes. mech comics. 
Um, now, I'm not going to call them giant robots, that's what they are, but let's call them mech, because that seems to be the term for it. That's that's a genre of comics that you're quite excited about, aren't you, Dan? Yeah, oh God, I've sort of been into that kind of stuff. I, d- I didn't realise quite early how early on I got into it. I was kind of little bits of kind of uh, TV and various mm. animation clips, and then like just got on board with the the, the giant mech stuff. Yeah, I've never really drawn it to be fair. But I can't imagine drawing it. Let, let Let's start with the mech before moving on to the martial arts, because um, I know even when I wasn't like didn't read any sort of manga or you know there was always when you're looking through your your previews or your wizard magazines or whatever you i would just always see like these statues of gundam Mm. or things like that i mean gundam was the that was the one word that constantly stuck with me um but there's so much more than that um i mean what we what what did you what what is it about it dan that because it's there's so there's so many different versions of it across the genre isn't there with manga yeah, I mean, who doesn't like massive giant robots? I think it's, you're in the same camp as uh, like the kaiju stuff. Huge, great big Godzilla. Yeah, cool looking robots fighting in each in, in cityscapes, like smashing stuff up. It's just great. Like, uh, I, I feel like it's kind of not come on leaps and bounds, but like the introduction of like three D, uh, I think's kind of helped kind of bring those kind of uh the ability to to draw them and uh, and make them real a lot easier in in more modern times uh just really it's something i'm going to come back to actually because it's not something i'm completely on board with but uh yeah it, it seems to kind of like loom large uh mecca over both manga and anime i'm not quite sure the origin i tried to do some sort of cursory reading as I to what that up. is i looked up a little bit and um there seems That's to be boy too- Yes, yes, that's what I was about to say, man. Yep. Yeah, Astro Boy is kind of a mech, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We've talked about him a, a few times. There's actually two areas to it. There's super robot and real robot. Right, um, okay. And which is also mm-hmm. cut down into piloted and remote controlled versus oh, okay. piloted and sentient. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that it's makes interesting sense. interesting areas. Yeah. yeah. Astro Boy is essentially a retelling of uh, Pinocchio in some yeah. respects, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But with um, more fighting. <laughs> which, which is where Pinocchio not did enough. fall down, fall yeah, down. The nose. <laughs> yeah there's no robots in Pinocchio which has made it shit no, yeah. Yeah. yeah straight <laughs> off the bat <laughs> I'd, um, I think my first experience of it was quite early was um, Robotech yes and that's why I first saw it um, and I, I was at a convention a comic, early comic convention in the early 80s and someone which showed a film of some Robotech mm. we all went nuts and there was a petition sign, you had to sign to try and get it on the BBC that's how long ago. Um, and then I found a, they brought out a novel series of Robotech, believe it or not. So the only one I could find was novel number 13, which I read and didn't really understand. Um, and then um, I think who had it? Was it Eclipse? I can't remember off the top of my head now who had it. But somebody likely had it. it would have been Eclipse. Yeah, somebody released it as, um, or was it Kamiko? can't remember something like that released it as a sort of it almost looked like they'd taken stills from the film and stuck it on the page you know right. it was almost a bit yeah. like that um but that was that's a huge deal rubber to i think it's still going isn't it they have they sort of relaunch it and change it a bit every right. time don't they definitely think it's one of those series that they they kind of come back to uh it's the same with kind of there's a number of series they, they just go back and sort of slightly reimagine or carry on the story in like uh a, a different universe or different characters but still with the same sort of precepts uh, especially with Gundam, I remember like the, the Eclipse stuff. Didn't they do like My the Psychic Girl? And yes, 
yeah, area yeah. 88 i remember buying like a comic pack of like it must have been like for a, a quid or two and you got five random comics and it had yeah. like area 88 and my the psychic going on was, was it like, ranma ranma mm. a half or something what was yeah that one? yeah yeah but a t- when I first came across it, there was a TV show and it ran early mornings on a weekend on, it might have been Channel 4 or something really odd back in the day. And it was called uh, Starfleet, which I, I subsequently found out it's called uh, X-Bomber. And essentially it's like Thunderbirds, but with uh, a giant transforming robot. Uh, okay. Uh, the three pilots sort of join their ships up together and it's a guy in a suit, but it looks fucking great. And they have space battles and coming off a of sort of like uh star wars and all that stuff being a bit of a junkie of that and then seeing giant transforming robots uh it yeah. was a it was an sci-fi, easy sci-fi was a hard find back in the day yes and there wasn't that much you could see so we tended to watch everything you know we'd even watch something like space precinct or something you know yeah uh, I, I was sort of saying this uncle <laughs> back in the day i mentioned this on twitter like i'd take any superhero film because that's yeah. all we had I'd watch fucking Red Brown in dressed up as a Captain America with a see-through shield because <laughs> yeah. that's because it's either that or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we the, you got the Incredible Hulk TV series. It was really boring. So consequently, if there was a like a big robot on television, we'd watch it we? immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant robots are just uh, they're just a go-to when you're when you're a kid, especially like when you're a young lad. They're just just awesome. It's like I um one of the earliest toys I remember you know when there's toys and or like you inherit some from your brothers or, or whatever and, you, and you're not quite sure where it originated from but you have yeah. it now um, and I didn't know until years later in, in fact uh, only in the past couple of years I had this this big robot um, it's very simple looking I did not know it was Ray Dean from Shogun Warriors <laughs> Oh right, that oh, might have okay. been worth a few quid, man. I think. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, real, real talk. That's the first time I saw giant robots. Was Godzilla yeah. or um, Shogun Warriors? The comics, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And Ray Dean was like this sort of like because it was it was a large toy. There wasn't much articulation, but you know you could have removable hands. And I remember when when you're a kid, it's the tactile nature of things and the, and the head which was sculpted well, but it was slightly it was soft plastic, almost rubber in some ways. Yeah, and I was just when I looked at Shogun Warriors, I always sensed that they were sort of samurai giant robots, weren't they? Mm. That's kind of the way I looked at them. I yeah. mean, wasn't it essentially all about flogging toys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. same as yeah. Rom, wasn't it? Yeah, same, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, I suppose Rom is mech kind yeah. of, isn't it? Yeah, but a lot of a lot of mech stuff. Um, even though you think of obviously the giant robots and. Um, Obviously, there's the crew that pilots the robots, or they have, they all have their own robot that turns into a larger robot, etc. Um, but when you watch, when you watch them or read them, the stories are very much they're more about the people. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. the people or the politics or there's something going on, isn't it? It's, it's almost like the mm. the giant robots are the background for it, aren't they? They're just sort of like there's lots of interpersonal relationships going on or some. Usually, it's sort of a not to the point of an intergalactic uh, trading dispute. Star Wars. <coughs> um, there's always arguments going on. Between. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah it's there's, like soap opera drama. Yeah, yes. characters, yeah. and then you've yeah. got kind yeah. of like. I showed you, didn't I? I've just started reading Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes, and, which um, is one, like which is one of the big ones, isn't it? That's one. I of think the, so. Yeah. Have you got any favourites, Edison? What are you, of that sort of area of manga? Yeah. So. <laughs> 
fun, funnily enough, my in- introduction to all these big robots were the Power Ranger. <laughs> right. oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. The classic. Course, yeah. Yeah. Your Sentai. Yeah. So after, I mean, I mean, much later, I, I find out that yeah, they are all uh, uh, inspired from all these uh, from all these Japanese origins. And the funny thing is that when I was a kid, I I was I had Gundam Im- imagery everywhere. Because um, my my friends had it in their houses. Uh, when I, when I go over to my friend's house, he, his brother has an entire collection of an entire display of Gundam and stuff like that. But I was never interested in it until right. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was not right now. I'm like super into it, and I, I don't know why. It, it seems like it should be a, a, a little kid thing, right? Yeah. And, no. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this all these giant robot stuff. I had I never had any interest in it, and only when I started drawing, I, I <laughs> when I started drawing seriously, I, I kind of took a lot took a lot of interest in it. Yeah, but I would say most of my influences for Mac have come from the Western side and stuff like Power Rangers and uh, Transformers, actually. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, cool Transformers. And yeah. the thing that really the thing that really pulled me into the giant Mac genre was actually Pacific Rim. Yeah, when I watched nice. the movie like probably uh, yeah. 10, um, ten years ago, yeah, yeah, I think the one, yeah. like the Sentai stuff. Uh, I'll be correct if I'm wrong here, but that came from they did the live action Spider Man, didn't they? And uh, as a Japanese mm, TV yeah. series, and then he had a, yeah. a robot which they brought into the series, uh, Leopard on or something. So obviously, the Western Spider Man doesn't have a giant transforming mech robot. Which uh, to his detriment in some ways, <laughs> <laughs> and I think like they they yeah. well if we have some guys running around in spandex and calling their robot, we can do this ourselves. We don't need to rely on Spider Man. And uh, there you go, uh, Sentai was born, and yeah, and then then we got got it back to us in obviously in the form of Power Rangers. So that's a sort of a, a strange origin story. I think because of the, the nature of like the mech and, and like the giant robots and stuff, there's always, I mean, maybe less so now that it's just people will st- originally, they'll just create original stuff with giant robots and stuff. But certainly two decades ago, it was impossible not to, there was always the, the toy line. Toys were driving so much of a market. Um, you know, where, spawn. I mean, tra- Transformers <laughs> originated, I believe. I got to think back to the the toys that made this episode. Now, I believe that was a Japanese toy that then morphed. Takara, yeah, that, that morphed into something else, isn't it? Yeah. So there was very much sort of backwards and forwards from east and west, and sort of bouncing off one another, mm-hmm. um, which gave birth. You know, the, these toys gave birth to um, genres because I think I think that's a an unseen part of comics and storytelling in general when you're a kid you've got these toys and you're telling stories mm. when you're just playing with your toys you know you, you've got like the giant monster and you've got your giant robot you know and that 10 years later that creator is probably creating a comic or a novel or a film or whatever about a giant mo- robot fighting a giant monster you know so i mean it's always i think giant robots have probably inspired so much of the current generation of creators and storytellers um because because of those the the toy boom do you think yeah well the, the creators like who were kind of like right we've got this toy there now we want you to come up with a storyline so like larry hammer had to to sculpt the entire gi joe mythology and i think yeah. they did the same with uh like he-man and yeah. obviously transformers and then that influenced another generation which 
is it could essentially be us like yeah. telling the stories based on and we don't know the thing is sometimes you just you know, like so many kids out there probably had toys of different make of you know they didn't know what they were but they had a giant robot do you know what I mean and they they started creating something and that that is the seed that then evolves into probably a comic book writer <laughs> 10, 10 years later um, so but then obviously after the toy boom there was then the animation boom and everything was coming along and it just felt like I, it feels like mech even though no one really says it so much it's kind of an evergreen genre Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. funny you've mentioned that. I was talking to the guy in the comic shop yesterday about it because I said, oh, I want to talk. We're talking about mech. Have you got what have you got? And he hummed and hard for ages. And he said, it's not as popular as horror. It's a phrase he used. Oh, well, okay. And uh, but then I sort of said, oh, what about Neon Gen? And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, so I got that. <laughs> um, Are you going to talk about any recommends? We're going to talk a bit about that now, T. No, I've not finished it, man. I'm only oh, okay. of the way through it. Yeah, I've got a different one for recommend. But... It's a it's a strange one that because I, like it started with the the anime and everyone was kept on going on about this, and I thought I'll, I'll give this a go. And like for the first half of the series, it's just a standard kind of like uh, mechs versus invading sort yeah. of aliens, angels, as they call it in the in the, the series, yes. and then it changes quite radically into kind of like a, a, a musings on the. Uh, the human condition and loneliness and how hold on what hang yeah. on so, so it's giant robots uh, versus yeah. like alien creatures and then we're talking it goes into 2001 what is the meaning of life maybe yeah. they were a bit sad yeah it's I know because it, you kind of like the, the the mech they get into the uh, Evas they're actually living creatures themselves cased in armour and you they have to synchronise with their Eva and the higher it is the better they perform. And obviously when they get filled with angst and self-doubt, they can't sync with them. So you can't launch them. So when this massive aliens like smashing up the city around you and they're kind of like filled with dread and God, I'm so alone that they can't <laughs> go out to find them. There's a metaphor there somewhere. Uh, yeah, God, the the yeah. series ends with a real, uh, I can't even recall the ending. It's such a non-ending. I think it kind of, upset fans that they they did like a, a follow-on film which i've yet to see that kind of addresses the ending and oh. does the true ending but there's there's a number of follow-on films afterwards that uh carry it on and, and tackle it but it's it's an odd series definitely okay uh, if i'm not wrong they, they mentioned that the creator was dealing with some uh, mental health issues right that's right yeah and he was writing the ending and the, the ending was kind of his way to process his own thoughts about life <laughs> So I guess it, it ended up that way. Yeah. If you, I hope you nobody did that listens a, to my comics. <laughs> if you did that as a comic, that's one thing. But this is like a, a manga, like uh, sorry, an anime. Yeah. So like, there's a whole team of people, creators, working on this and thinking, well, this is going a bit fucking <laughs> off script. Why what's going on here? What happened yeah. to the robots fighting? <laughs> I think that 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 can be a trapping of um, just comics in general, not necessarily like like manga is definitely when um you see like you see the posters for for these you know all the covers for these things and you think my god just giant robots just this is you know great i just want to see things fight things and you open up and you've got 200 plus pages of dialogue and talking about feelings there's kind of like a what it it, it can be quite easy to to lose people sometimes i think yeah. and and probably mm-hmm. i mean certainly we've all watched a show and, or an animated <laughs> film or show and just thought I'm actually quite bored 
Yeah, just wanted yeah. to get round to kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be fights all the time. Of course, it doesn't need to be fights, but no, it could they, be banging. They, but yeah. or, or banging. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, well, that's one of the things in that neon gen- the the anime like that. All the protagonists are like children, like twelve turning thirteen, and they like put them in mm-hmm. some sexual c- scenarios, and you think. I don't really like watching this. It's no. it's not very. No. It, it's just a bit kind of uncomfortable. Maybe kind of like the uh, culturally, it's a bit different. But I was like, oh man, this. Uh, whenever this was done, it's not. I, I personally, I don't think it's aged too well for me because I was just. I didn't really enjoy seeing those bits. If I'm honest. Right. Uh, one of the things I was going to mention. One of the reintroductions of me for kind of into the, the mech stuff was when, uh, as I mentioned, quite a few Western readers might have picked up Appleseed. Um, yes, uh, yeah. Shiro. Yes, yeah. They came out in like prestige format comics, didn't they? Over here for a while. Yeah. Was it from U- Dark Horse? I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was because they had the a- a- Appleseed animated uh, movie, which how that was how I was introduced to it. Yeah, on right. VHS. Yeah, 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 and that was yeah. that's a fantastic movie. The the original one. He's um, uh, attributed uh, attributed with the first landing on a roof and all the the concrete smashing up. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. You know this cyborg, uh, Brero, I can never remember, he's Breros or something? Yeah. He Just does a, like a... Yeah, an awesome design. He jumps and lands on the roof, and uh, that might... It might have been done the before then. The superhero landing. Yeah, the yeah. superhero landing, kind of like he lands, and like all the the floor yeah. of the, is shattered up, and, and even from an early age, when I... St- an earlier age, when I saw those kind of visuals of what uh, Mazumi Shiro is doing now, I was like, fucking hell, this is like the next level. This is... Something you see else. it reflected in so much modern sci-fi now, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if you look at any sort of robot on Netflix in a TV series, it's a little bit of the, a little bit of the apple seed there, or Pat Labor, or something like that. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's responsible for uh, Ghost in the Shell, which like had massive impact. Like, yeah, that was uh, almost the the kind of release of that that it was it didn't quite get up to a Kira fever pitch, but there was a, a lot of interest in it and. Even to the point when they brought out that film and it was enough for people to kick off about Scarlett Johansson being cast as... Oh, um, I've not seen Magic that. Cousin. I started watching it. I was like, that's oh, not really my cup of tea. But I've watched Ghost in the Shell. I haven't watched that many, much anime, but I've watched Ghost in the Shell and there's like Ghost in the Shell standalone something or other. Yeah, yeah. standalone yeah. complex. That's quite stuff. good too. But yeah. there's, those, there's those moments that... Um, when I, I remember just watching... When you watch a film and you just think, wow. And the Ghost in the Shell scene at the beginning where she's invisible and kicking that bloke's yeah, ass. Yeah, that's great. It, it like to do that animated is just unreal how good that yeah. is um, but that also that is just a massive influence on what came afterwards isn't it you know it's just mm. there's there's so much um influence that you can take people can take these things and then take them into you know deeply philosophical ways or they can take them and just think i'm just gonna create someone in a cool robot suit that's yeah. gonna kick some ass uh, um don't now, they do that ghost in the show is essentially like kind of that uh what's that theseus's thing about like the, the parts of the ship get replaced so many times it's still yeah. his ship and that's the same with major kusanagi like the fact yeah. she's a cyborg it's like tricks it's like trigger's broom trigger's broom yeah, yeah. 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 uncultured among you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ghost in the shell totally does the whole thing of like we're gonna blow your mind with with some some action that you've never seen before but this is what it's really about and then yeah. it then it sort of it slows the tempo down doesn't it for a well, but um, Edison, I must say, you're obviously mm-hmm. you're you're pushing your um, artwork and you're constantly sort of trying new things. Surely mm-hmm. there's some 
there's got to be some it's giant ro- be in there. there's got to yeah. be some giant robots in your future oh. somewhere or, or does it scare you too much? Or does it scare you too much? Imagine because... be, I can't. I can't draw a box, uh, citizen. So drawing lots of boxes on top of each other in full shapes. Imagine, yeah. Yeah. The, the the trick is to draw a very damaged box, so you don't have to do the shit like. <laughs> yeah, but I I am definitely been planning for a Mac a Mecca comic for a while. Oh, and I really want to do it right. So, uh, yeah. So I I, I found it quite a, a nice coincidence that you, asked, you guys asked me for this because I've been I've been I really recently only, only recently that I gained this the interest in uh, uh, Mecca yeah. and comics and stuff like that and I've been thinking about what's the best way to do a comic for it get a story done for it without yeah. um, looking at the, the the main tropes of like Gundam and stuff like yeah. that so yeah. I've, I've been destroy, exploring man. different things and, yeah it'd be great and, I'd be all over yeah, yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> so I think for, for me as well, it's like you, to me, I prefer the like the mech we've been talking about, like Evangelion, because you get the cool robots and stuff. You get the fighting with the robots, but you also get that personal human stuff, which I think I like to have a combination. Yeah. I can't yeah, quite relate to just Transformers talking to each other. It never clicked for me. Fair yes. enough. Yeah, yeah. And and Tony, it's kind of funny that you say that because that's exactly the thing I'm trying to explore. Right, I'm real. trying to do a, a a robot comic where there's no humans at all, and right. Right, to make okay. that interesting, you know, like yeah. like you say, you, there, there sometimes needs to be a human connection, right? Because sometimes you can't get invested in the emotions of a robot and stuff like that. But what if what if? Ma- well, mate, you managed it. You managed like it with yeah. a gorilla. You sucked me in with a gorilla. <laughs> um, I can see you being all right with a, yeah. a giant yeah. robot. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of like your your work. Uh, should we leave? Uh, Edison's style and his work towards the end of when we finish. Yeah, and yeah. That, yeah. That, I am intrigued by like, as you say, like a world of just robots. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, with Transformers and stuff, probably for the ease of animation, so they they were very yep. hu- human-like faces. Um, you know, yes, with, with yes. the lips and everything. I'm trying but, to avoid that. Yeah, you you're not you. You can still give character to um, a robot mm-hmm. without giving it a mouth, for instance. Mm. Um, is yeah. this something you're yeah. you're playing with? Because I think if the character design is enough, people will just immediately latch onto a character. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and we exactly, all as, the exact thing I'm trying to do. Exactly. And as, as we know with, Sp- with Spider-Man, you don't need a fucking mouth for no. people to like the character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, as you say, you you sort of you only recently sort of looked at it. What have you found in your sort of like? research for want of a better word mm-hmm. and looking mm-hmm. into this genre what have you what have you discovered yeah. about it all yeah so um i mean so, so far what we've been talking about right i found it uh, quite funny that for uh, in terms of mecha mecha genre the main thing is always anime and yeah. manga is more i mean there there is manga based on mecha and stuff but the only thing people talk about uh, is the anime shows right so yeah. I began to look into what are the cornerstone manga books that you know that that you you want to read when it comes to mecca, and I I even asked a did a post on the Gundam subreddit and asked <laughs> like, uh, can you recommend me some manga that I can get familiar with the Gundam universe and things like that, and there was a whole list, but yeah. There's basically not much consensus on what is the main thing to read, you know. 
So there's there's one there's one that came out a lot, which is the Crossbones Gundam. Uh, okay. it's, it's like a pirate theme kind of Gundam, a story that doesn't have an anime for it. And um, I I've been trying to look into the origins, like uh, you know the there's a manga recently that came out based on the 1979 original story, the anime. Uh, it's called Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origin. And that one looks pretty good. And I think there's one that came out in the, uh, the recently called Mobile Suit Gundam Thunderbolt. And that there's a that that is the best art I feel so far for me. Like the most modern and the the robots really look good. And um, I've been trying to yeah I've been trying to learn how to draw and reference using that using Thunderbolt as a as a reference point. Because yeah. the thing about the Gundam and, suits as well, don't they? They they essentially almost yeah. have the the anatomy of an action figure. It's, yes, they're, exactly. they're more they're not yeah. like huge bulky um, tank like things. They're they're usually quite lean. They have like bigger sort of joints, yeah. large sort of boots for want of a better word. Um, yeah. So super complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to yeah. say we've talked before about like, char- so character. Cool. Yeah, character creation is like don't make your character designs too complicated because you're going to have to draw this over and over again. But if you're planning to do like yes. a mech or robot series, you can't you can't avoid it. You have to do surely you have to <laughs> yeah. do character sheets. You have to do character reference sheets so you can see it yeah. from all angles. Yep. Is that the sort of thing you're going to be mm-hmm. doing? I'm I yeah, I have to explore that. Uh, I'm. I try my best to come up with a design that is looks cool, but not too simple. You know, I mean, one of the main attractions to me for the Gundam stuff is just how complicated and so intricate the the, the robots are. It just looks too cool. Yeah, and that's something that I would like to achieve as well. But yeah, it has to be consistent from panel to panel. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure there's a way to do it. I'm I'm sure these these guys figure something something out, and I'm sure that we can I, I can try something like that too. Yeah. I just I've just looked up like Crossbone uh, Gundam, and he's got like mm-hmm. the, if yeah. if it's the one I'm thinking of, he he has looks like he has like a cross on his back. Yeah. There's like yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty badass actually. Yeah. That's okay. The one. Okay. Yeah. Right. We, we've mentioned this word a lot, Gundam. Now I'm going to do mm-hmm. the paint by numbers question that some people may want to know and partly oh, no. me and part partly me gundam what is it <laughs> <laughs> okay i i can give you a, a good explanation go oh go for it uh, um, okay. okay so Gun, gundam right is uh basically giant mecha that is controlled by a pilot is like strict uh, the rules is that it strictly has to be a pilot that is inside the inside like the chest of the of the robot right mm. and the whole there's there's not one continuing story uh it's almost like else worlds it's, it's like alternate universes so it started with in 1979 the original anime and that is kind of like the main timeline like our uh, 616 right and then every time the animated series ends they come out with another one and Depending on the creators, they will change the, they will probably add some variation to the story. Either it's a few years in the future after the original, or it's a completely different timeline. 
So it's a very prominent thing in the Gundam universe where they will preface the universe with what timeline is this? So there's, I think the main one is called Universal Century Timeline. Then there's the After Disaster Timeline or After War Timeline and stuff like that. Yeah. So sometimes when you're watching a, a Gundam anime, it might be an alternate, so-called alternate universe and it's not part of the main continuity. Yeah, so like stuff like Crossbones is a complete, is, is probably an alternate timeline. Uh, yeah, basically it's, it's like Elseworlds. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a um, like like you say, it's like a superhero universe. There's just different there's different yeah. versions of it. If you yes. if you want if you want to create your own Gundam in the, in a certain world, then yeah. you just make sure you let the the audience know it's in this. Yeah. 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 But the tropes are very very similar throughout each anime uh, or any series. There's always a a war going on. Um, there's like some conflict and some uh yeah basically very war focused yeah. and there's always a kid involved <laughs> like a young kid who is super talented at, at driving these max who has, doesn't need any training and he can just uh, kill everyone <laughs> and stuff like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's some of these tropes are quite prominent throughout the i mean i can't speak for all the the series because I, I haven't watched all of them but yeah it's, it's quite similar throughout yeah Plus, it's just an excuse to have some absolutely amazing models that I see. That was one thing I always... Yeah, mm-hmm. like, a, lot of, a lot of people get models of it. It's else. proper fucking uh, shelf porn, isn't it? Just yeah. fucking looking Not at all those... Yeah. yeah. But this is the stuff you kind of build yourself, isn't it? You don't, like, get them pre-made. Is that correct? You, you that's don't... right. Yeah, yeah you some of them. You, you buy the model and you have to assemble it from scratch. Like it, an Airfix model, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. 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 I would yeah. fuck that up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucked that up. I know I fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know I, I, I asked the sort of the simple question, but I genuinely, even after a couple of decades of knowing the word Gundam, didn't yeah, know I wasn't that. Sure. I, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I just, I just thought I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All I saw was, oh wow, that's a fucking cool looking robot. That was all I. I, just I thought it was a yeah. brand. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, a, a brand. Too, yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 Oh wow! Wow. And there's so many models of the robots. Yeah. And I can't really tell what's the difference, the small differences between some of the the model names. It's so confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the but, to print money. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Especially for the collector's market as well, isn't there? Um. But yeah. I mean, I know in Japan there's like that enormous statue of uh, like a giant Gundam robot as well, isn't there? Mm. You seen that? That'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. I said, like, the, the introducing of 3D is, it, like, one of those things that helps bring those kind of comics to life. But at times, like, I really miss the just the hand-drawn stuff of... Uh, yes, like, yes, I agree. Bringing it back, to, back around to Majin Shiro, I've got, like, a couple of his art... Well, I've got three of his art books, Intron Depot. And the first one is really insightful because it starts... He's a real kind of junior illustrator when he starts this, say, junior, in comparison to what he does become. Uh, and it's got lots of making of. But by the time you get around to book two, which is a couple of years later, and more so into three, he starts adding in more 3D elements into his work. And it fucking really jars. It really like, here's oh, the okay. 3D, here's the drawing. And it yeah, it just doesn't quite work. And w- when you you go from him draw, hand drawing these big mechs into then trying to make them in 3D and then incorporate 2D imagery, it, yeah, it doesn't quite work. 
I, I, yeah. maybe it's something he sorts out later on in his career but yeah I think um with those sort of like giant robot things, especially someone that's piloted by something, um, when it moves to like a Western audience, uh, I mean, immediately I think it, it seems to be something that's tailored more to like Top Gun. Do you know what I mean? Where it's that you, you treat the robots like fighter planes. That's kind of yes how yeah, I yeah. how I see Robotech's it. Robotech's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're all fighter pilots, and um, you know. Because I, I think that's a way for us to sort of oh that's that's the I I I could just do a bat, Battle of Britain story but instead it's just giant robots yeah um, actually works. actually actually that's quite a good idea write yeah. okay. it down <laughs> <laughs> copyright Vince Hunt yeah I do not I tell you what though um, and we we briefly said this when we talked about Transformers any artist that is just full on. You know, making a living, or that's their speciality, drawing um, robots and these technical things. Got a tip, my I will forever tip my hat because mm. it's just something else. Because it's not, and also it's not just the fact that it's, it's all these details, but it is the fact that you can't be squiggly with your line yeah. because it, it has to be all mm. rectangular. It absolutely shows if you, it's not right. You yeah. can see a mile off. The line has to be so sharp, doesn't it? Um, I remember used to, I used to see uh, is it Pat Lee used to do Transformers yes yeah and I, that made me want to weep because he was the sort of artist where you'd see every fucking pipe sticking out of an elbow socket or something I was like oh my god I can't believe doing that it's these furious amounts of uh, reference for these kind of things as well you've got to be spot on uh, yeah presumably you give yeah because like, someone's going to say it aren't they someone is going to go well I think you'll find that their elbow joint yeah. is, uh, isn't there yeah it's like it's like Dread yeah. and the links on his Costume, yeah. aren't they? People will kick off if it's more than so many or something. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny what people yeah. get angry about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I'm that. I mean, we were saying surely Edison's going to be coming up with a comic, but like, that's hugely exciting, man. That you're that you're coming up with. <laughs> yeah, with that's something. great news. I'm all yeah. over that. Um, yeah. Talking if, about kicking uh, off, I have, to, I have to think of some something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got no doubt, Edison, you'll come up with something absolutely fantastic. I think yeah. it's very kind of you to come up and say you're doing that comic just purely because you knew you were coming on the Mecca Awesome Comics podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he's got to be like, oh, I've got, I've got to think of a comic now. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm doing this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, Edison will probably have the new comic out by the end of this month. Yeah, like, by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said people kicking off we can roll it around to the second part of the show which is the uh, martial arts martial oh, arts yes. yes yes so smooth yes. last week's gone to your head <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> I'm so proud it's like watching what, yeah. my it's my baby's all grown up and it's so nice <laughs> um, but but certainly um, from one sort of type of action to another uh, martial arts comics obviously uh, a huge and martial arts are fighting big. Just yeah. as big. I mean, the what Dragon Ball Z just immediately sticks in my head as just being the the ongoing battle. I still I thought about starting to read that this week on Shonen Jump, but it scared <laughs> me too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask the question I asked you in a week, Vince. Have you watched Shogun Assassin yet? No, I haven't. No. I haven't, no. Oh. I know I need to Agami Ito and little Daigoro. I know it's a bit of a bastardized version. Shogun Assassin of uh, it's got the good bits stuff. in it. It's got the fight yeah, in the river and all that yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
there's a sequence at the end where like he fights the masters of death which john carpenter lifted for uh big trouble oh he yeah wholesale which they're in the desert and it's just fucking awesome because it's kind of got like a, a kind of a synthy kind of soundtrack hasn't it yeah the the film and it's like a great music cue but uh definitely i've not i've got all the original films but i've not watched them all because the the cop the the DVDs, and I was like, oh, I really want to watch these on Blu-ray, and it's like better part of a wanna to get mm. all of them on a Blu-ray, right. which is yeah. it's quite heavy. Uh, the DVD I've got is, is one of those really old DVDs where the screen is actually smaller than your telly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's really awful. Yeah, <laughs> but the 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 original films, like, it's quite a lot of different context. To I think it's more closer to the comics, the the, the manga, than it is to uh, Shogun Assassin, which they kind of just push together the various elements yeah uh, but uh, it's a lot more brutal like you see this like the, the the thugs in it like brutalizing people and it's like oh well they're fucking shits aren't they and then they happen to come across <laughs> lone wolf and uh he sort of does what he does but he's, he's very much an anti-hero the, the character isn't he he's not yeah. a straight out it's good guy fucking dark you yeah know, really, really dark. dark i mean lone wolf and cubs like that mm. as well i think you know, it's got that real dark. That pervades for the comic as well, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the manga yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time I saw the comic was first comic to put them out in prestige format. Um, uh, around the, you know when we were buying everything, you know, Dark Knight wasn't long out, and everything that came yeah. out in prestige format, you bought it. And the covers initially were done by Frank. Yeah, Frank I've got some of them. Yeah, yeah, and then they were done by Sinkevich, and then they were done by Matt Wagner, I think. And they were real lovely collections, you know, mm. extra big size. I actually find the, the little, I don't even know what you call them. They're smaller than Digest, aren't they? Um, yeah. I actually find them a little too small sometimes. I'd rather yeah. have it in that big that big style for me. Agreed. That's an incredible yeah. comic. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a big fan of uh, Hotenoke and the old Fist and an All-Star. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mentioned that in the past two shows, I think. I'm trying to get a complete run of that in one book from one publisher. Still not managed it. I mean, a, yeah. a, a lot of these these books have de- definitely um, surely been the the ultimate examples of the speed line. Um, yes. And uh, as mm. as as I've noticed with a lot of when I'm reading a lot of this stuff, the pages themselves that they're, they're not really heavy pages for a lot of these stories, um, and they move at a hell of a pace. Like a book will be like sixty odd pages, won't it? But sometimes it'll, fifty of that will be a fight. <laughs> because because yeah. they they love to show it, but certainly with the, the fighting and action genre, um, like manga, forever forever changed the game. Um, with you know once the once that sort of started to bleed into Western comics, there was now going back. You know the amount of speed lines we see everywhere <laughs> everywhere now. Um, and I know like Edison in your work, you've got you got a great sort of use of doing speed lines and blurring and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, how do you find working with speed lines, actually? I, I'm I'm never quite um, sure. I, I, I'm not... I've tried it. I'm not very confident. I'm not confident with it. How do you get more confident you mean, how, with how, it? How I, how I, how speed lines? Yeah, with speed yeah. lines. Um, okay, so if you're doing a uh, in perspective, you still can put a perspective point and then uh, get a uh, use the grid to kind of draw the speed lines, yeah. right? I mean, those are just straight, straight speed lines. The hard, the hard part is the curved speed line, and 
Sometimes you just gotta go with it. <laughs> go with it. <laughs> just go with it. Because what I notice yeah. you do, you use a lot of sound effects as part of the direction of the speed, oh, yeah. don't you? As well. So I'm, I'm looking at the one in yeah. No Brainer Three where you're, you know, you're smashing the alien through the head, and smash it actually travels the journey that you're taking with mm. the, the violence, you know. And that's really yeah. clever, man. Yeah. yeah, you're incorporating it into yeah, and the, then, into and the that is, uh Yeah, that's directly inspired by manga sound effects. Yeah, I think I see that. Yeah. one of the one of the main differences between uh, manga and and Western comics is the lettering, the the sound effects, and they use the sound effects to such a great, uh, such a great effect when it comes to the storytelling. Um, is which I mean we do see that in Western comics, but it's it seems like an afterthought sometimes. Sometimes when the 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 letterer does the the sound effects last you know they kind of just stick it on and things like that but the mangaka is the guy who is drawing the sound effects so it ends up being part of the artwork and i think that is is a super important point when it comes to uh getting the life out of the panel yeah 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 i actually think we're, we're living in a world and i call it this occasionally called some artwork post manga where the you know the the influences of manga are so visible on the page of an American comic now that we're yeah. seeing that all over the place now. There's mm. there's a real sort of blending of styles and you know influences. Yeah. I think yeah. There's a lot of that even in Marvel and DC. You see it all the time now. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They seem to be chasing. Yeah. Them. I think we mentioned this as well. They they seem to be chasing that crowd, don't they? By yeah. specifically going over art for artists who can capture that certain look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Danny Warren Johnson, as mentioned previously, mm. just yeah. absolutely, yeah. he's absolutely turned into that skid, and just yeah. I know you. I know you're not a fan of his stuff, are you, Edison? You can't stand him. How do you know? <laughs> kind of what kind of artist do you oh, look man, for, I... Edison? To kind of like, if there was an artist you kind of you would go to and say, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Who who, who would they be? Okay. Um, okay, so Stuart Immonen. Okay, Stuart yeah. Immonen is my number one, uh, like number one idol, <laughs> I'll say. And um, Daniel Warren Johnson is definitely up there. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was after reading uh, Murder Falcon that I, I was, I was kind of, uh, it kind of opened my eyes because Murder Falcon was just pure fun and. Just a lot, just craziness, right? Mm. And it also it felt very free, and it felt like just a free expression of of what uh, he, the creator, like. And that I kind of started on Snake Claws right after I finished reading Murder Falcon because before reading Murder Falcon, all my thoughts of when it comes to writing comics was just like, oh, I need to think of a very intricate plot. I need to. Uh, you know, get a character that go through this and that, and there needs to be a plot twist and things like that. And then after I read Mother Falcon, I was like, no, the comic doesn't have to be so complicated. It just it can just be pure fun. Yeah. Yeah, it can and be. It kind can of be, me to, It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? When, it when, when you just sort of let go and just be like, right, this is just yeah. going to be fun. And, and it showed, it totally showed in like Snake Claws. <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah. that was what completely like caught us by it it's like this is fun this is fun comics but then as it went on you also I, I saw you sort of develop 
being able to tell more of a story, tell more of a character, and and, and also like back yeah, to mur- then, murder, then murder. Came f- back this. Okay, go on. No, no, you, you. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! You talk. You hang up. You hang yeah. up. No, um, but I, but like, for instance, like with Murder Falcon, um, yeah. that was just craziness. It was over the yeah. top. It was wonderful. And then at the end, it made me want to cry because he, oh, yes. because his, because underneath all that, there was the character work going on that you got caught up yeah. in, you know. So and yeah. and and Daniel is is fantastic at doing that stuff anyway because mm-hmm. like a lot of people just go yeah. oh yeah it's heavy metal and giant giant monsters i mean who who the fuck wouldn't want that you know yeah. the, like certain yeah. scenes yeah. in murder falcon were amazing but then the way he the way it ends in a beautifully sort of quiet moment is just astonishing yeah. Yeah. that was the first time i ever teared at, at a, after reading a comic <laughs> you know the you wow. know the, the last scene i, yeah. I mean i didn't i I hope it's not a spoiler, but the last scene... Oh, crap. It's too big of a spoiler. But yeah, yeah. Basically... It's, the... <laughs> it's, it's a sad yeah. scene at the end. To, that which, yeah, but yeah. when Mother Falcon showed up at the end, it, yeah. or I, I did share a deal. Yeah, yeah. It was really <laughs> a touching story. Yeah. 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 And I and that kind of opened my eyes because I never felt that... I never, I never thought that comics could uh, ev- uh, evoke such a emotional response. No. Yeah. But it was partly because you were totally caught up in the whole, the fun of it, the fun and kinetic yeah. energy of it. And that's what, you know, a lot of these sort of comic, these martial arts comics or action comics that manga and like that Daniel was clearly influenced by. It's the kinetic energy that, that sort of picks you up and it takes you on the journey. And you're like, this mm-hmm. is amazing. This is amazing. Oh, wait, I'm feeling things. Because like, yeah. it, it it's like I've always said about, a uh, great comedy is has the potential to do the greatest tragedy because you 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 fall in love with characters because mm. they're one way because they're like this this yep. is a funny character you know that's they're the comedy relief 10 10 yep. months down the line when something tragic happens to that comedy character you feel it more than someone who's just sad from the very beginning mm. because you've grown to love a character and i th- i think yep. um that's the that's the importance of this sort of storytelling that even in that's what I love about comics. Like sometimes in the most action-packed comics, they can hit you right in the heart, you know. But from the outside, people go, "Well, oh, it's, yeah. it's just a comic about heavy metal and giant monsters." Just, just wait till mm-hmm. you read it. Just wait till you read it. <laughs> I mean, I, I presume yeah. that there's a, there's a lot of layers going on to Monkey Busters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's, to me that's the one that's the nearest to manga exactly yeah that's yeah. why i wanted to bring come on to this because yeah, yeah. that, that was yeah. a definite effort. Like i was trying to make it a manga yeah right i was trying to copy the style that, that was an experiment in style it's and, great it works great man it's, yeah, it it's really fucking great. mental yeah. as well which is everything i love in a comic <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have a love hate I mean, relationship I, with Simeons, don't you? The uh, <laughs> some of them are heroes, some of them just get blown. Yeah, to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a funny coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> because I read the article about the real life story about it, and I knew I had to, I had to do something. It, it, it was too funny. Yeah, so, it's a real story, you know that. Yeah, let's give a bit of context about this because uh, Monkey Busters is in yeah. No No Brainer issue three, 
Um, and yeah. it is it is very much as we're saying very much manga inspired. You need to check this out because it's, yeah. it's fucking fantastic. It happens in Japan. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's. I mean, the basic synopsis is uh, three old ladies defending their village against a bunch of monkeys. But what's the true story that you base this on? Uh, is basically why we just said. A, a bunch it's of literally three ladies. Yeah, there's these monkeys that uh, attack their farm, their village, because of their crops. Yeah, and they they steal crops, and these three ladies they decided to do something about it. They corral the villagers to get this task force going, where they defend against them using air guns and their their you know the the holes. <laughs> The, or anything they can get their hands on to defend against the monkeys and their yeah, fireworks, firecrackers, yeah, and that's basically about about it. And when I when it became viral, probably in twenty twenty, and I saw a Twitter thread about it or something like that, and everyone was make, everyone was commenting, make a make a anime about it, make an anime about it. Right. <laughs> so yeah. my first reaction was that okay, I'm gonna make a comic about it. <laughs> Yeah, we saw lots of we saw lots of stuff on the news and on YouTube of because certain areas weren't getting a lot of tourists and footfall that you know a lot of the apes and monkeys were just like patrolling and stealing, weren't they? It was like ape shit. Yeah, it's like a monkey revolution. Yeah, yeah. So I I, so I just exaggerated that so that they are demon monkeys, you know. That's genius. That works perfectly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. people love those kind of stories. Like as soon as people hear the concept, they're like, yeah, I mean. I'm in there. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I did think about a deeper backstory to why all this is happening, but I don't know. Maybe I'll explore it some, sometime in the future. Even yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've called the Monkey Busters. You've given them a name. So, yeah. you know, there's a franchise there, there waiting to happen. There can be a part two. There yeah. can be a part two. I just hope, yeah, I just hope the real people don't come and sue me. <laughs> <laughs> It's class though, but like definitely, um, like the techniques you used for that story, um, mm. definitely fall in line with a lot of the books. Like we, you know, we've looked at. I mean, with the black yeah. and white and the, yeah, the, you know, the use of line and the halftone pattern. Um, I what... tried to make the sound effects look like manga sound effects as well. Yeah, the what... English words look like the yeah. It's, yeah, it's got the motion stuff, but it's also got like the sort of extreme emotions, if you see what I mean, in the faces of a lot of the mm. characters, which is something that tends to be yeah. sometimes a little more, more exaggerated in manga, isn't it? You know, where you get a close up yeah. someone just outraged by something or screaming or, you know, yeah. crying or something. Yeah. 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 And I still feel it isn't exaggerated enough. Hello? Oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Matt. I think you dropped out there. Yeah. Sorry, geez. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I said I just felt that it still isn't exaggerated enough. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so many sound effects in that strip as well. <laughs> so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll just have to see. Ah, uh, so the Monkey Busters won't be back for number four. But no. You're, you're working on four uh, at the moment, aren't you? Yes, I am. Oh. And I can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're getting some more Thune Guard. Yeah, we are. And actually, but actually, I've been working on uh, Kaiju story. <laughs> Speaking Ooh, about okay. mechs and giants. Or, yeah, so 
the the main actually the main story in No Brainer Four will be a kaiju story, and um, it's also in black and white. Um, it's it's just gonna be pure fun uh, kaiju fighting each other, but a bit of, bit of a twist. Uh, it's called Kaiju Cash. K A dollar sign H. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, basically the idea is that is there's a illegal betting ring. I was going to say fight club, uh, fight club for kaiju. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, no, not not really. But it's about how rich gambling degenerates they join this kaiju cash uh, uh, okay. program or betting ring, and then every time a kaiju battle happens in the city. They will place their bets on which kaiju will win, and uh, the story will follow one of these rich degenerates, uh, and how she tries to to win the, I mean, get to survive basically. Yeah, this illegal betting ring. If you drop below a certain uh, cash level, you you will die basically. Yeah, so she has to bet on the right kaiju to win. Oh, yeah, nice. and that's the that's the main gist. Yeah. So they can find out more about this at your Patreon. See that unsubtle yeah. plug I'm yeah. Hey, yeah. look at yeah. that. Yeah. Look at that. I'm on it. It's very good. Yeah, it's full of full of lovely work. Yeah, I'm on that Patreon. So yeah. what's the uh, address for the, 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 the Patreon? What? Is it just Edison okay, so Neo? My Patreon is, I don't know, patreon.com slash neocomicart. Neocomicart. Same as my Instagram, same as my Twitter. Oh, uh, that's branding. Yeah. That's were you random. were you quite upset when the um, the Matrix came out, Neo? Was that uh... <laughs> there can be no, only one? No, I was, oh, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone, every, everyone thought I was cool just because of my surname. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, um, I, folks, I, get on the Patreon because yeah, it's, it, it's great. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know we've done yeah. a couple of other fight manga. I thought we might, I might mention. Yes, yeah, go for it. So, yep. um, Violence 22, a.k.a. Ricky O. Now, I've seen that oh, movie, and we talked me. about it, Dan. Yeah, I didn't realise it was a comic. Me neither. Ricky, yeah. O's, Ricky O's a crazy film. I didn't realise that was a comic. That's one where, yeah. like, Disney, like, pulls someone's guts out and choke yeah, them with them. punches a yeah. wall down and all sorts yeah. of things, isn't it? And it's, uh, it's based, for those who haven't seen it, it's a sort of super violent prison drama. Yeah. Um, oh, that classic genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like Oz with Kung Fu. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, but just, like... <laughs> Like someone just gets a bucket of red paint every throw a few minutes and throws it over someone. Um, and then there's one I didn't know about, which is apparently quite popular, called Veritas. Has anyone heard of that? No, not no. that one. School kid becomes a student of enlightenment of thunder and lightning. It's like one of those sort of kid becomes student of martial arts hmm. style, you know, kind of one. That looks pretty cool. Um, I, I read up on and said, oh, what what are they? I found this website that says, you know, the top fight manga. And one said Full Metal Alchemist. Now, I haven't read that. What's that like? Has anyone read that? Uh, no, I've but... seen a little bit of it back in the day, but I've not. Yeah, I couldn't tell you if it was a fight manga or not. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one was that one I mentioned earlier. I can't remember whether we were recording or not. Jujitsu Kaisen. Yes, which is massive at the moment. Yeah, that's one I keep on coming across, even though I don't kind of uh, know anything about it. There's a lot of this stuff. Like I did the same as you, Tony. I did some. Uh, kind of googling it threw out some titles and goes oh that sounds great and then yeah. i've googled oh where do i get this and there's just i can't find it anywhere i don't know where yeah. to read this stuff yeah because as much as the shonen jump app is great it only has stuff from a particular company doesn't it there's a yes. lot of stuff that's not on there um like lone wolf and cub we're talking about won't be on there you know no. 
but yeah, there, but there is Nehru, Way of the Martial Artist, literally called Way of the Martial Artist. I haven't read it, but is that on Shonen Jump? Is it? That's on Shonen Jump. Yeah. Oh well, I've looked for that. Mm. Didn't you did buy that uh, manga, Tony? The uh, uh, Mayamoto Masashi, the uh, the swordsman. I, I think we were both eyeing up a, a, a manga. Oh yes, I haven't read that yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so obviously, that'd include the samurai genre, wouldn't it? The uh, yeah, I think. I, I know we talked a bit about the samurai genre. I kind of see it as a slightly different one from the martial arts genre. I'm not sure True. why. I just yeah, kind I, of yeah. It's maybe they're, they're a subset of one another. I mean, yeah, we've got four shows to cover the entire breadth of manga. I, I, <laughs> we could fucking you could do an entire podcast just on manga itself. So yeah. On samurai and on samurai comics, you could easily just do it. Yeah, the stuff by um, the, you know, the stuff by the, um, the people who did Lone Wolf and Cup because they did three that they did samurai, assassin. They did like three or four titles together, didn't they? I think they're called like the Golden Pair or something like that. In okay, Japan, aren't they? Yeah, Koiki because uh, anyway, Kojima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Uh, Ka- was it Kamoi Kami? I can't remember. Uh, Kazuo Koiki and Koseki Kojima. They're they're the ones who are called the Golden Couple, I think, but. Lone Wolf and Cub is just a classic. You can read it. It's just amazing. Yeah, get on that. Um, Yeah, Golgo 13, but that's more of an assassin one. It's weird, isn't it? There is a spread across stuff like we talked about last week. We said, you know, you can look up fantasy manga, but literally everything we talked about today is going to be on there as well. (laughs) This sort of cross-genre, isn't it? Which I kind of like. They don't niche themselves. Um, Yeah, they're just the two I looked up. What about you, Dan? Did you think of any other ones, find any other ones? Dan? Is he there? Are you on mute, Dad? No, I've got sorry. The, one of the cats keeps on parading up and down the desk and pulled the bloody cable up. <laughs> what a slag. Okay, I just hoiked her out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. Any other martial arts comics you can think of, Dad? Uh, oh, God. Uh, no, not. I mean, you could. It's a bit of a stretch to say Demon Slayer is a martial arts comic. Mm. But Crime Freeman. Yeah. I know we Crime Freeman. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that. I, I, back in the day, I was a fan of when they eventually, when they first turned the Street Fighter Two uh, video games into manga. They right, were quite good. They were pretty much just fight. Every every issue was a different fight. Lots of speed lines. No, not much, not much story. Not much in the way of story. Just lots of punching and kicking. I mean that the Udon comics. They're essentially kind of yeah manga inspired, aren't they? They yeah uh, draw heavy. Drafts, as it were, from yeah. manga and anime to kind of tell their, their yeah. comic tales, and there's a massive yeah. audience room. Yeah, but I remember it being like when I saw those. Um, this was way back in the day when you know the original, like manga versions of it. It was it was a very sort of um, that was an eye opener because it was a different style when you when you're so used to like a Western way of doing it, and then you see oh you think oh Street Fighter I know I know what this is you expect it to mm-hmm. be a sim sort of similar sort of style, and it was very different. Then um, you. Tony sent over a top ten list that ran in. It did run in, run in a magazine. Oh yeah, Tony, it was in, like... I bought. I was in a comic shop yesterday, and they had a couple of old issues of Manga magazine. It was the one that Helen spoke about a few weeks ago. Ah, and it had a top ten um, anime. Have you got it in front of you, Dan? Uh, I will fire it up, and we'll uh, take a look at. Uh, right. And yes, this, this is nineteen ninety six. I think this was the top it? twenty anime. I'll read out the yeah. top ten. We've got uh, Armitage three part two, uh, yeah. Mad Ball. Two, uh, AD Police Volume Three, Goku Midnight Eye Part Two, uh, Vampire Princess Miyu uh, Part One, Armitage Three. We've got Akira, a Goku Midnight Eye, Giant Robo, and it goes on. Uh, and Ninja Scrolls in there. That's what we yeah. mentioned. Yeah, 
yeah, Ninja yeah. Scrolls in there. That was fucking awesome. That film. Yeah. Uh, that whole studio. They they did the Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, which is a bit further down on the list. I've I've seen most of them. I've not seen any of the Armitage Three. I don't know. No, it was it, it was all over the place. I always used to see the name. Though. Yeah. You know, I just haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pat Labor. That's another great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had that double VHS set of that. Yeah, yeah. that could have fitted into the, the uh, mecha section earlier on, but the, the animation in that is just the the, the, the quality of it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, really top notch. So, you think about it, that's relatively limited. That list. Yeah, it's it's quite a lot of the same titles, but that was what you. As Helen might test what we had in the day. It's, yeah. so this, I mean, this magazine's from night, June 1996. It's £2.50. It's got about 50 pages of Akira. Um, it's got the same of Lupin. Is it Lupin the second? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it's got another strip that I hadn't heard of. Um, but there, I mean, I think this was, this cost me a pound. That's wow, brilliant. Okay. You know, and I think it was a UK only magazine. Um, right. Okay. So it's well, well, if you can find them, you'll yeah, find them cheap. Yeah, 96, 96 was around the time when the real sort of the VHS manga boom. Yeah, that's why I think they yeah. did it off the back of it. Yeah. In fact, Ugh. the, the, the title <laughs> is the title is the same as the manga video logo. Do you know what I mean? So I'm yes. not sure if they had that the sort of cross with the manga written across. You know, I think they must be, it must be linked somehow. Yeah, yeah. but they're well getting them, and there's yeah. a magazine called Pulp, which was also a UK US yeah. release that had more of the adult stuff in it. Yeah, um, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting seeing how like that was obviously when the boom was in the nineties, but how animation has and just comics in general, how everything's just changed. You know, there was there, when there was only Akira and a couple of other ones. Now there's so many others. We you know the studios moved on from manga to Studio Ghibli and so much more out there. Not to mention all the comics from like One Piece to. You know everything that we've been talking about. It's just, it's a sea of comics and creativity now, which is uh, which can be and and not only that, but it's not like they do these comics and then two issues later the publisher cancels them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, they I get mean, rebooted. There, there's yeah. obviously yeah, there's obviously a, there, there's always going to be tales of something like that. And like if their strip doesn't do well, then they they can't keep doing it, which we've learned. But um. Yeah, for us now, looking at it and thinking, let's t- let's dip our tone to it. Uh, there's no shallow end anymore. Yeah. I'm good. It's only cost me the price of my mortgage, I think, roughly. <laughs> to buy these yeah, good. yeah. But um, yeah, it has it has been fun, and um, you know, have you? I mean, obviously, are you reading uh, a bit more now? Especially looking at like the the mech and like the gun, the sort of the Gundam side of things. Uh, are you reading a, a few more sort of like manga titles, Edison? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I do want to recommend you guys a lot of martial arts manga that really? I came across uh, a while ago. And it's called uh, Tepu. T-E-P-P-U. Um, yeah, you can Google it. T-E-P-P-U. Okay. It's about mixed martial arts. Yeah. And oh, it's wow. literally mixed martial arts. And there's this one one thing that I really like about uh, manga and the artists that you can tell how much research and passion they have for a particular topic. So in this story, uh, about mixed martial arts, right? 
it's about this girl who who is super talented at everything. And the interesting part is she's an antagonist in the story. And she's very talented at everything. She doesn't try because everything she she excels at. But she meets another girl in school that is super good at uh, mixed martial arts. And she fails to win her in a select class street fight. And she kind of get in, gets intrigued to learn mixed martial arts. And she starts to put in effort to try and get better and things like that. And over time, she gets better and better. And the main thing about this uh, manga that is so cool is the way they draw the the mixed martial art moves, moves like uh, the arm bars, the shoulder locks, the, the takedowns and everything. It's, it's almost like an instruction manual the, the way uh, okay. the guy yeah. draws it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you can you can Google some of the images and wow yeah um, yeah it's the all the small movements the small speed lines in the legs and the hands and the, the feet and things like that it's just really uh it's quite amazing and it is really just a comic about mixed martial arts you know yeah it, it's nothing complicated yeah. And I think I, th- I think why it might it might be not not look seen straight away is because um, as I see in like when I'm looking at like this Google search, it's sports. It's it's under the sort of sports genre yeah. because it's yeah. mixed martial arts. But because it's yeah. that, like the way they've done the the way mm-hmm. they're doing the fighting, and you can totally like there's just a, a panel if you just Google, Google yeah. it, Tabu Manga. There's a there's just a panel of someone kicking someone and the shin is hitting the side of her body and the side of her body is slightly crumpling mm. as it's happening it's yeah. like oh which yeah. is you, you need to feel the hits yeah. yeah this looks great yeah yeah I like the look of this yeah oh, it, and it's not only about the uh, violence it's not even, it's not only about the strikes you know like the punches and the kicks so this one it has a lot of grappling and submissions okay and things that are super hard to draw <laughs> Yeah, I mean, doing yeah, grappling, crazy. Yeah. that's going to be yeah. really tough because there's not a lot of movement, is there? It's kind of exactly. you, you, yeah. you're kind of like trying to get a lock on, or you're trying to move your position. It's not like you're yeah. throwing arms and legs around. Uh, so oh, interesting. Yeah. I have to have a look into that one. See how that that artist does it. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it's not on Shonen Jump, so you have to yeah. look for it other ways that I won't mention. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, there's a yeah. lot of this stuff, like scenes with uh, Mangi. You just take to the uh, Seven Seas because there's a lot of fan translations. That's possible to find. I mean, we're in the golden age now. Of it all, basically, you just can Google a title, and then it'll more likely be on some a website somewhere that's like it's got a fan translation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I, I come across that woman because I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't get a, a copy of it for love nor money. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. There you go. I just uh, for our Zoom chat, I just dropped a picture of a knee to the face that um, I I felt in the, from your house in, in the in the Zoom chat, just just from this this book. Who did that joke? <laughs> what knee to me in the <laughs> face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make her a cup of tea. Actually, it's probably my round actually. Um, no, that's that's fair play. Oh then. yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always head stuck on the knee. Yeah. On the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can feel that. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put and, that and in this is, yeah. It goes along. It's one of the tropes where a very young, talented uh, uh, character just completely overpowers uh, an adult. 
Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, but there's also like a real emphasis, as well as all the action, what I like about seeing this art is there's also an emphasis to detail. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because this is something where yeah. you have to you have to draw the feet. Uh, you you know mm-hmm. you, you you can't skimp out. There's um there's a panel, and we'll put all these panels in like the Facebook groups and the Slack and everything like that, so p- people can see. Um, but there's an there's another panel I can see where there's a foot about to connect with someone's face, and you can see the entire tread of the trainer. Th- this is yeah, something that's fantastic, I, yeah. and I've, ju- I've just put that in the group as well. But that's something where a lot of people that would have just all been speed lines. Mm. There would yeah, be the, the point of impact in that first one, mate. It looks like a nuclear strike's gone on. That's the good <laughs> bit. That's yeah. it. And they positioned it so well in that panel. It's what is exactly it's, your eye looks to. Yeah, it? it's one yeah. of the things. I think we mentioned this on the previous show as well. But like Scott McLeod says, it's even understanding comics or the sequential art one about how a lot of manga artists, when an object's at a distance, it's quite plain, but when it's very close up, it's kind of hyper detailed mm. and real. Yeah. So you can kind of get a real. Oh fuck me, that's what it looks like. There's a texture to it and. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, plenty of amazing comics there. Um, I mean, yeah. We've got even more to um, add to our wish lists. I definitely need to f- find some sort of adaption of that one, man. That one looks great. Um, but yes, I-, I knew this guy. What I love about these sort of manga chats is we we give them a sort of like a a, a banner of what we're going to talk about: mech and martial arts, but. It ends up being a discussion about the genre in general, doesn't it? And just yeah. just about the, the medium, which, mm-hmm. which I love, and 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 this week about storytelling. A lot of it has been about storytelling and the and just like the effortless way that that, that these comics are doing it. Um, we hope you um, you lot at home are dipping your toes mm-hmm. into the comics as much as we are. Um, I mean, some members of the group have been recommending stuff they've enjoyed, and yeah. Yeah, I bought please, a lot of what's been recommended. Yeah, actually. please continue yeah. to do that because, uh, yeah, I want to yeah. read more. Yeah, there's yeah. a manga channel on the Slack now, which is there's loads of stuff pops up in there. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so thank you for joining us to talk about um, mech and martial arts and everything in between, Edison. We knew, it. Um, and and it was worth it just to find out that <laughs> his new he's got a new comic on the way. New mech comic. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna kickstart that, Edison? Are you or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I'm sticking with that for for now. Yeah, yeah. yeah since you're working for you, man. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, Good. there'll probably be about 200 issues of a no-brainer coming out uh, <laughs> by the end of the year. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, we joke about it, but your work yeah. rate is. You just top notch, yeah. yeah. It's just really. Good. Keep trying to leave Kickstarter, and you and a couple of other people are the people who bring me back. Yeah, got a new one, oh yeah. Oh. I'll never leave. I'll never leave now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I'm dying to get back on Snake Claws though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. That's a amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you, you will be welcome back to talk about that when that launches again. Yes. <laughs> um, but until then, we've got some more recommendations for you lovely people at the end. Um, but before then, we've got a few shout-outs this week and a bit of competition talk, haven't we? Should we do the competition? Because I can do it live on air then. Yes. Right. So, I've um, I, my, unfortunately, the sock is being is being cleaned at the moment. It's <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I've done it where I've I've folded up bits of paper. You should be able to hear this on the mic. Can you hear this? Yeah, I can. Yes. That's me mixing them up, and I'm going to pick one at random from the pile now. Oh, this is tension, isn't it? Isn't it? 
And the winner, the I'm, winner not put, of the, I'm not putting in a drum roll, by the way. I'm just letting you know that. That's fine. Uh, the winner of the um, martial law hardback that's kindly donated to us by Mr. Pat Mills is Gary Hill. Well done, Gary. Hey, well done, Gary. The correct answer was Hammer and Nails. They were DS Asquith's weapons of choice. Um, and he got that right. In fact, I think he was the first one to come through, actually. But yeah, not the reason he won, but he got picked out fairly. And well done, Gary. Nice work. Uh, send me your address, Gary. You've got, you've got me on the socials, and I'll send you the book through. Nice one. Nice. Um, what else we got? Shout-outs. We've got uh, a yeah. Kickstarter from uh, the Spider Forest Webcomic Collective. Uh, uh, Threads, Creatures, our anthology of short comics about beasts of all stripes from Forgotten Strays to Fantastic Dragons, and that's currently running as we speak. It's 19 brand-new standalone short comics. They're a fair old chunk these books if you think the thickness of like the old yellow pages fuck me that's an old reference uh but <laughs> like they're, they're big old books so uh yeah go go and check them out uh that's running it's just gone about halfway over its total it's got another 19 18 days to run when you listen to this so threads creatures from uh, the spider forest webcomic collective nice you know, i got i got a couple go um so thanks for coming to the drink and draw everyone on Friday. It was a, it was a good chuckle actually that one. Um, everyone was on form. Uh, the cat is now at the bag. Eamon is now the editor of Drawn Under the Influence DUI Number Two, Volume Two. Um, it's still raising money for charity. Um, if you're listening to this um, and you you're on the Slack or you're on the Facebook group or stuff, um, have a look for Eamon's message. And we are or he is accepting submissions. Um, and there's also the opportunity to, to pair up between writers and artists and stuff like that. Um, there's a list of guidelines on the Slack and on the Facebook group, which you can go and have a look at, and it tells you what sort of thing Eamon um, is looking for. Um, good on him, man. Yeah, well done. Because I know it's 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 not an easy task. There's quite a lot to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it came out. Don't forget the. I'm going to refer to it the award-winning issue one. Um, yes. Still, still there. Um, a lot of, getting a lot of people keen to, to join in. Very kind of them. Um, obviously, you don't. It doesn't doesn't pay anything. You're doing it totally for charity, but it is well worth it. Um, the second one, um, I shout out, the second one involves Eamon. So me, Eamon and Conrad went to the Steve Dillon exhibition run by Jeff Chahill at the Northampton exhibition site. Um, it's at the panel called Panel Gallery, 3 Abingdon Square, Northampton, uh, just down from Close Encounters, the Northampton branch. And it's loads of Steve Dillon artwork that will literally take your breath away. Um, I put some up. There's Hellblazer pages, Punisher pages and covers, Dread pages and covers, Zenith. Um, there's even a Warrior cover, which was just my favourite, I think, of everything. Um, was, we were chatting to Jeff whilst we were there, and he said, oh, you, you never guess what I had on the last exhibition. He pulled out a Kevin O'Neill Nemesis page, a um, Gil Kane page, a um, Jack Kirby Thor page, and we're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Um, so it's, it's really worth going to if you're up that way. And he has got, he, he says he hasn't got any definite dates, but there are other exhibitions coming and while you're there if you walk two shops down the comic shops there as well so it's a great little place to go and my final one is our buddy and top comics and graphic novel creator rachel ball is running a graphic novel course for the house of illustration it's, it's a zoom course but it's well worth it learn how to make a compelling comic from someone who knows what they're talking about it runs from the 19th of april to the 28th of june if you go to houseofillustration.org.uk um you can learn out about a bit more or you can contact or look at her Instagram at, and it's at Rachel, which is R A C H A E L at Rachel Ball Cartoons on Instagram. Rachel's great, and she knows what she's doing. Mm. I've worked with her, and she's she's 
Um, I can't use the word veteran because she might kill me, but she certainly she's worked with some amazing people and in some amazing magazines. She was in Deadline magazine, for God's sake, you know, just incredible stuff. So go and look at that. It's going to be well worth it. Yeah, yeah. We've um, can't let the cat out of the bag, but we've we've the three of us have seen some work she's done for me recently, and it's just bloody lovely. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, really good. They're my ones, guys. Amazing, fantastic. So without further ado, I think it's time to recommend something to you lovely listeners at home. I was about to say viewers then. Yeah. What, YouTube channel? Yeah. Oh, well, for yeah. Viewers on the YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to everyone listening to this, here's some things for you to check out in your forthcoming week. Um, as always, the guests can go first. Um, we might be just dropping this on, on, on him. So. I know, because I know you recommended something earlier, didn't you? You, you just Edison. recommended something, mm, Edison. Yeah. But if you've got something else Definitely. you'd like to recommend to our lovely listeners... <laughs> Then feel free. Okay, sure. Definitely. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so besides uh, Tepu, uh, that we were just talking about, uh, I really, really want to recommend you guys uh, P- People True. So last week, you guys were talking a bit about Felipe Smith, right? Yeah. Uh, the first Westerner to do manga in Japan. And yep. basically, he he self he published this uh, manga. It's called People Two, P E E P O, C H O O, and it's uh, it's all in manga style, black and white, and and stuff like that. Super exaggerated faces, and it is one of the most hilarious and <laughs> crazy. And I, I I don't even know how to describe it. It is super fun, uh, and it's a very good take on the whole thing about how westerners view japan as like this place where um japan is like this magical place where everyone reads manga and everyone likes anime and everyone's an otaku about everything and then like japanese people view the west as like this place where there's a lot of pop culture stuff like in movies gangsters and things like that and both sides coming together and finding out that that is completely not true so the the story is following this kid, young kid from Chicago who who is a weed. He loves manga, he loves anime. And he kinda of wins a competition to to go over to Japan to for for some because of the comp- contest he won, he gets a trip to Japan. And he's so excited about the, the trip to Japan and he 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 loves this anime called Pipochu and he thinks that everyone in Japan knows the song from the anime and so when he goes there he starts singing the song out loud thinking that everyone will join him uh, like a choir and like a TV show and then he finds out everyone just thinks he's crazy and yeah that's that's one part of it and he goes on to find out that yeah the the, the Japan is just like a normal city that everyone is not uh, super into anime yeah and Basically, the whole manga is just uh, a lot of fighting, a lot of uh, quite vulgar, quite right. obscene sometimes. There's, there's a lot of scenes that I think Tony will love it. Thank you, point that out. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's just a super fun read, and it's a great, um, it's a great uh, example of uh, how a different perspective, you know, uh, because it's manga written not by a Japanese person. But Philippe Smith, uh, you can watch his interview on uh, Cartoonist Cafe. 
Ah, cool. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, he talks. He talks about how he learns learn Japanese from scratch. That's because he was so determined to go to Japan and to make a manga. And oh, it's a brilliant. super great interview. And and the manga is a great story. It's not super long, and it's funny. It's uh, yeah, it's just a great. It's a great time. Yeah. Good. Nice. Yeah, I love I love cartoonies, yeah. Kay but I haven't seen that one though. I don't know how I missed that one. I'll have to go back and find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can search Felipe Smith. It's a super yeah. great interview. He talks about how he gets uh, he interacts with the editor in the in the manga publishing house and how the editor will come over to his house to discuss about the story, to edit the story at like two in the morning and stuff like that. And how he almost <laughs> died because he was so busy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great look into it. And the manga is a reflection of his experience over there as well, yeah. Real. Oh, wow. That sounds great. I'm on I, nice one. I didn't yeah. know that uh, Philip A. Smith was the co-designer and writer of the Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Zach said that last week, I think. He did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. no, I didn't realise that either. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Mm. But, yeah. yes, cool. there's a... The first one is a strong one. So who's going to go next? Do you want to go next, Vince? Because I want to hear about yours. Yes, <laughs> I've not read this yet. What? Uh, yes, I um, I read Chainsaw Man. Uh, Broke Man. Did you read it on the app? Uh, I did indeed read it on the app. Yeah. Do you know what? I found it very easy reading it on my phone. Oh, okay. Because okay. there's some pages. Do you think? Yeah, because I've I've tried it. Yeah, and I've tried it sort of like on the web page, and it's not. It's just not the same for me. I, you know, I thought I, I honestly thought reading Shonen Jump might be easier for me on the website than it would be on the app. But when I started on Chainsaw Man, it was just I just I just kept going, and it was like, yeah, yeah I finished that book, finish that chapter, next one, finish that. Yeah, chapter. it's like that on there. I use it on a tablet, and um, yeah, you just saw through them, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, created by Tatsuki Fujimoto, uh, Chainsaw Man, uh, as it says on the website, Broke Man plus Chainsaw Dog Demon equals Chainsaw Man. Uh, um, this one was the one that when people were talking about it I think when to- when it was mentioned before I was like excuse me what is this <laughs> yeah. uh, well, yeah. what one's the- he's got a chainsaw for his face is- what and his art what um, so that- this was definitely one of those right okay let's see what this is all about because surely there has to be some kind of story here and there is there is um but it is, it is a it's a very kinetic, crazy uh, story. Very simple to follow, and you will breeze through uh, chapters of this. Um, it's set in a world where basically devils are sort of, they they live amongst us. Uh, they're dangerous, malevolent, and they're kind of uh, a lot of them are sort of proportional to whatever feelings and fears and stuff that, that they incite. Um, but some human beings. For, can form contracts with them or like make bonds uh, to use their power um, and there are strange twisted monsters and there are individual there, there's loads of individuals that basically specialise in hunting demons uh, or devils called devil hunters is what they call um, so it's this it's all based around this one is particularly based around a, a young man named Denji um, and he's a, he's a sort of down and out. Um, he's trying to work off debt to the yakuza that um, his father has accustomed. He's he's almost got nothing. He's trying to work as a devil hunter, and he has this um, 
yes, this it's sound where well I've just described it seems seems really grim and dark. This isn't a grim and dark series. This is really hard to describe. Um, but he has uh, Pachita, which is basically he's got like a little dog companion. I say a dog. It looks like someone's drawn a face on a bread roll, and and then that bread roll has a chainsaw sticking out from its nose. Oh, I've seen this. I know what yeah. you mean. That he's, is fucking really weird. It's it? weird. Yeah. It's like it's almost like. Like he's living in a real world, and then there's a small animated thing that goes around with him. That's what it feels like. But it's even though it's a chainsaw devil, it's a very cute little dog. Uh, and, they go, <laughs> and they go around and they're trying to fight demons. Uh, well, the, these devils and stuff. And he um, he does a job for someone, and they get betrayed. Basically, this this may seem like a spoiler, but it happens with um, at the very beginning. They get betrayed and murdered. Um, but as they're sort of uh, and murdered pretty horribly <laughs> but in that moment of death the devil makes a makes a contract with Denji um, to, to and basically merges with him so he's part him part chainsaw devil which is why when they merge together his body because he, he gets chopped up at the beginning literally chopped into bits and dropped in a dumpster and you see like his body sort of stitch itself back together um, and the, the obviously this weird chainsaw devil goes with him but you don't see any of the chainsaw devil apart from um, like the, the sort of what do they call it the chain for the chainsaw which is sticking out from his chest so the cord the cord from the chainsaw yeah, yeah the engine cord is just something that's just sticking out of his chest um, and that for want of a better term that is almost like his the flash ring if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. That's the, okay, yeah. you know, so he'd have these fights and then when it kicks off, he pulls that cord and he immediately then, he morphs into Chainsaw Man, which is uh, basically the chainsaw devil that has a chainsaw for a face, sharp teeth, and it just, as soon as he unleashes that, just carnage abounds and like guts and intestines and just absolute murder. As he's, um, I mean, he doesn't kill innocent people. It's always taking on these huge, and there's these monsters. Some of them there's like a weird sea cucumber like devil. They're, <laughs> they're, 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 I mean, they're twisted sort of creations. Like the, the it, you know, if someone draws a face on a pancreas and then just has it out in the street, that's probably <laughs> that's probably one of the devils that you have in this. Um, and usually he ends up getting messed up, but then. He gets um, hired by a group of uh, uh, sort of devil hunters, and he immediately falls for one one of them, um, who says, "Oh, you, you know, I think that, do they they come along and they they help him, and then she says, you're going to work for me now. You're going to be my dog.' She starts treating him like a dog, uh, and it's so strange. But he's like, "Oh," and he <laughs> and and then he has a partner who's also a devil herself, but she's like a blood demon. Oh, no, no, she's a blood fiend because fiends are demons that take over dead bodies and bring them back right. to life. So there's lots of different things going on, right? So you've got this wonderful world. I'm having so much fun reading this because it's, it's mental. Nuts. It's, it's nuts. But also, no word of a lie, he spends like three or four <laughs> issues of this really desperate to complete a mission because if he completes the mission um he'll touch a pair of boobs 
Well, I'd do that. There's no yeah. other way. There's no other way to say it. Like he's That'd just be motiv- all the motivation I'd need. Yeah, I've, Chap- I've been on been on that mission myself. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter five is literally called "A Way to Touch Some Boobs." <laughs> Damn, I'm going to have to cancel the name of my next comic. I mean, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I was... I mean, I just thought it was it was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so there's lots of other things going on. Um, but that just... It makes me laugh. So this is a comedy horror action tale um, that's got some wonderful design in it. Um, and I... This one's one of the. It's gotten quite big. This one hasn't it? Massive. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. Yeah, isn't it? it's only recently that you managed to get a copy yeah. of um, issue one back again. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, and I don't know what market it's because I know a lot of these series, like One Piece, is very much like an all ages kind of strip, isn't it? Um, this one doesn't feel like it. It should be uh, marketed towards younger kids. Is that, um, is that sending sending manga like yeah. young adult yeah. teenage boys kind of yeah. yeah yeah this yeah. is yeah yeah this is the the teenage boys because he he is very much is written he's written like a horny teenage boy <laughs> who who came from that they're just nothing. like us then yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah but it's worth checking out <laughs> uh, it, this is this is a real pleasant surprise actually and people are just just murdered and murked everywhere and. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. There's also another. There's an agent there who doesn't like him, but he. There's more to that. There's lots. Of, but the main character sort of walks around, walks through like the whole series so far. Like, what? Huh? What's that? He seems like a complete dumbass. <laughs> He's just Def- up, definitely like us. Yeah, caught up in <laughs> caught up in this world. And there's actually just a page where, and I I showed it to the guys earlier. He's just, you know, it's a wonderful sort of detailed uh, landscape, uh, like a scene of him. He's crouched down with his head in his hands, and he's just saying, "I just want to touch some boobs." <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was reading it, going, "What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Have they got a camera on me?" Or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just adding demons to your life, Tony. That's what this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Chainsaw Man, I'm a fan. I know it's been. I, That's I, good, man. I need to get on that. Yeah. I know it was mentioned a while, even before the manga month. I think uh, Tom told us a, he, he yeah. spoke about it back in the day. But yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've read a little bit of it because Tom was saying Tom got me to get the app, didn't he? So he was saying yeah. this is one of the ones you should look at. Yeah, and it is just it's got that great sort of you know because you know that as soon as he pulls the the cord, the demon comes out. It's cool and the, just the designs, just really cool. I just really like it. So. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. Worth checking out. Definitely worth checking out. And that's my Has one. Tom got shares in fucking Shonen Manga. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think he has. Uh, I can't get through to his penthouse at the moment, so we'll have to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's going next? Uh, I go um, next? Yeah, oh, go for it, No, you go sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've kind of already uh, kind of covered the one I'm going to talk about. Uh, on okay. The, the excellent Never on Anything. Uh, Thank you, did with... With Eamon, and that's uh, onward towards our noble deaths, which is Shigeru uh, Mizuki. Yeah, uh, and it details his time uh, in the Second World War. We serving in the uh, Japanese army on the uh, a Pacific, Pacific Island, one of the New, New Guinea, one of, New, New Guinea. England or something. New Britain is yeah. it called? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's it called again? Got the book right in front of me. Yeah. 
uh, New Britain. Yeah. Well, the Papua New Guinea uh, archipelago. I can never say that fucking word. Archipelago. Archipelago. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, and it details his time uh, as a soldier, and then a fictionalized sort of version of. But God, any illusions you have about the the kind of the the glory and honor of war and all that kind of nonsense is soon put to rest by reading this title which is just an absolute misery uh, why would you want to be over there and it's kind of like a focus on these guys lives and they're all over there and not really want to be and there's a metaphor at the beginning where they they uh there's the whorehouse that's basically rocked up and there's like, i think it's only like one woman or a couple of women that have got to service all these 70 blokes it's a massive and, queue, isn't it? Yeah, and they don't yeah. get in time. And like the woman's like, well, you wouldn't want to be at the back of that queue. Yeah, like we're knackered, we're leaving, and they they sing like the kind of the presumably it's a cultural thing, like their whore's song that they sing to the men, and that's echoed later on when the men are singing it badly, whereas they they go to their uh, fates. It seems to be that there's a real Japanese tradition of singing, isn't there? Yeah. They all seem to know these songs, all of them. Yeah, they? which seem pretty impressive. You know, really interesting. But, uh, like all the deaths are not like kind of some noble effort of like fighting someone and dying. It's just horrible things like having accidents or getting malaria or food poisoning or accidentally getting shot in the dark where you're trying to find something to eat. And a lot of the time that these guys is spent trying to find food and trying to just make the best of a bad situation, which is just horrible. I, I think I told the story. I'm not sure if it was on this this always at the drinker draw, but when he's they're crossing the river on this small pontoon and there's the cable above them and they're kind of getting from one side to the other and they talk about crocodiles. Uh, it would be crocodiles, wouldn't it? Not alligators. One of the two. Yeah. But he's talking to his mate and he gets to the other side and like looks around and his mate's gone and he was he was taken by a, a crocodile or an alligator and like, oh, and they kind of look for him and his legs wash up two days later. Yeah. And you're like, fucking hell, that's that's the way it can that quick. Didn't even realise that his mate had been taken, like not even like two foot from behind him. And the the title, the onwards towards unable deaths, is just a kind of play of uh how uh, ignoble, unnoble the the, the deaths and, and the officers just through. order them to go and kill themselves. Yeah, to say oh, just go go and go go, go and run at that tank run. or something, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the sort of the Western allies, they're portrayed more in a kind of a realistic, like when a bomber flies over. It's very cartoony the style throughout, but then when you see like the the, the Western bombers or the Western well, the ships tanks, arriving, as the ships well, arriving, they're, yeah. they're almost photo, photographic, realistic like uh, renderings of these these things, and it kind of adds a real weight to them because you're you're sympathetic to the main characters, but when you see these the actual reality of like fuck me, these guys are going up against a tank and they've They've barely got anything. Barely got any bullets. They've got like, yeah, yeah, barely any bullets. They've got like, sometimes they've got a grenade between them. And uh, they're saying, oh, you're going to go have a suicide run against them. And it's like, fucking hell. It's like half the people have fucking got malaria, can barely walk or injured. Uh, and just so woefully unprepared, but they're expected to stay there. And they, they, they question why, why, why are we doing this? Like, cause they, they hear like their homeland's getting bombed to fuck. Uh, they don't know why why they're there, what's the purpose it serves and they're told that you can't retreat and fight some kind of guerrilla warfare you've got to die here that's the way that's why we're here yeah. and obviously you've been in the field being told that that's it's a massive cultural thing but i think if you tried that with british troops maybe they'd be a bit more reticent <laughs> well, they, would, they would these days i'm sure yeah but yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's so it's so sad because these people they're all just they're not so professional soldiers. They've no. been drafted into the war, and you've got these officers who really don't care about them. And no. Uh, and no spoilers for the end because I think everyone should read this because I genuinely think it's mouse good. Yeah, you know, um, there's a there's there's a death at the end, and it's so impactful you wouldn't yeah. believe it because you've lived for two hundred pages with these guys who are like trying to dig up roots to eat them, and you know they've got malaria and you know a dysentery and you know they're just being treated so badly and, and there's this thing that happens at the end and it's just it will yeah. break you so well done because a bit like near the end where one of them drinks in this pool of water he's like well why are you doing that you're going to get a bit of dysentery he's like well what we're going to do now doesn't really matter does it <laughs> yeah, i'm not going to see that that i'm not going to get the effects of that so it's like phew, heavy but yeah. very, very well done. And I mean, I think the, the book says that it was one of the first comics to kind of tackle this, like uh, an yeah. autobiographical. And a difficult comic. subject for Japan when you bear in mind what side yeah. they were on. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, culturally, I think it, from reading, it took a long time to get over that as it would any nation state. I mean, look at America and we're getting way heavy here. I mean, America and Vietnam, they're still kind of, Still can't deal with it, can they? Yeah, and yeah. you, I mean, if you look at if you double that because you've got not only you've got the impact of them, you know, siding with Nazi Germany and mm. you know, fighting these, you know, often quite nasty wars, but you've also got the the double down of um Hiroshima and Nagasaki and you know, this the just awful treatment, and then them basically being under the thumb of the American GIs, you know, stuff. Yeah, and I can't imagine Incredible that period. fucking went very well. Yeah, I mean, post war Japan, we talked about a bit with Helen, didn't we? is just an incredible period for some just amazing manga. Mm. You just wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. uh in, Quarterly as well. So good old Drawn and Quarterly sticking it out. Um, they're putting out all of his work at the moment. They're repackaging some more of his work at the moment, I think. Just, oh, nice one. Uh, and this is the dude that lost his arm, his predominant him. arm, and then carried on making comics. Learned to, learn to draw with the other arm. Yeah. What, what yeah. fucking dude? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. None of these uh, millennial creators now worrying about their Uber Eats hasn't arrived. <laughs> you know, but... Yeah, I mean, if you lost an arm and said, "Right, you got to learn to make comics with the other arm," I'd be like, "Oh, fuck it, no." Nah. But- <laughs> I might, I might just about learn to whack off, but that'd be about it. I think. Yeah, I think you'd probably master that after twenty-four yeah, hours. I think, yeah, <laughs> half a day probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, do you mind? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, so um, mine is in relation. So we've done scene and we've done various sort of genres in manga mine is gekiga now this is the um the genre that and it's one that i've kind of levitated to um it literal meaning means dramatic pictures and it's aimed at adult audiences um we saw a lot of the still very popular books um and i think what dan just talked about falls into gekiga as well is um we're around the late 60s early 70s they tend to have a grittier more underground edge to them often and the storytelling often is can be quite more violent um, they have a brutalism often to them. Um, they, I, I found it really interesting because they predate what we saw as the arrival of, well, partly as the arrival of adult comics in the English and American, to the English and American audiences. I know there was more to it, don't write in, but there's this sort of thing where, um, do you remember in like the early 80s, oh, comics aren't for kids anymore, look at this, mm, yeah. you know. But Japan mm. were well ahead of the game. They were doing that. They saw it as a market that is available for all different people. Um it's it's yeah similar to as in what I'm saying to the graphic novel movement we sort of see then in the eighties and we sit we see again in the last sort of ten years haven't we again where there's this sort of push to an adult audience 
there are levels uh, quite high levels of violence often in them there's levels of sexuality in them often but there's also a mature attitude to storytelling which you don't quite see um there's a lady called irma nunez who wrote for the japan times and she talks about how this period and this genre of manga was used to experiment as well and i think it's 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 it's, it actually became a movement there was one of these you know how you get movements in poetry and music and stuff and they actually wrote a manifesto of it at one point um quite avant-garde um, pushing boundaries. Some of the probably notable books you may have heard of are A Drifting Life by Yoshishiro Tatsumi, Gogo 13 by Teiko Sahita, yeah. um, Red Coloured Elegy, I know they've got that in gosh at the moment, by Saichi Hayashi, and Lone Wolf and Cub is classed as a, um, a gekiko as well from its content. But the ones I wanted to mention were two books I've read recently on my 100 Days of Manga. One is called Slum Wolf and one is by Trash, called Trash Market. They're both again bought out... Um, in the UK, one by Drawn and Quarterly and one by someone else, New York Review of Comics. Um, they're by Tadeo Tazugi, and they are in the sort of subgenre of Gekiga, they're referred to as Kimin, which means the abandoned people. Um, and there's also a term in Japanese called Burakumin, which means people who live in the hamlets and the villages, or in other words, the, the often the poor areas. Um, Tazugi himself drew up in a, grew up in a rush area, uh, a, a rough area of Tokyo. Um, and as he tells it, to avoid being beaten at home, he would wander the red light district of his area. And it clearly had an effect on the way he tells stories. And I'm going to say about him as well. Um, he's seen very much as an underground artist in Japan. Um, and this was originally, there's a, it's a series of short stories um, over these two books. And they originally published in an alternative manga magazine called Garo. Um, I would love a copy of that, man. That just sounds, it sounds like the Zap comics, you know, it's that sort of thing. Drawn and Quarterly magazine or, you know, something like that. It, it has all this experimental work. Um, it compares, it's, it's comparable to the beat poetry that was going on in the 60s and 70s, I'm going to say, you know, the sort of hate Asbury kind of stuff. Um, if you looked at it quickly, you would think it's got a looser style to it. Um, it's... Um, very it, it does look underground even from a western point of view if you open it and look at it it's not the what you know the big-eyed females it's not it's none of that mm. it's multiple panels on a page um both the comics by drawn and quarterly and by um, the new york review of comics have um have published it in a western format um for reading stories now but what they both do feature they feature short stories that happen in the very poor areas of um tokyo and japan post-war so you've got people who were um, ex-soldiers coming home. You've got people who are just wandering the country because they're so poor. There's very little money. It's not the flash Tokyo that we know of, flashing pool Tokyo that we see on the television or know of today. Um, and it deals with fights with GIs, um, prostitution, men whose women have to, you know, men who, whose wives have become prostitutes and the poorness of not growing crops and bits of the land that was still affected by the nuclear um by the bombings and stuff like that um heartbreaking brutal often quite transgressive in a way um and it just shows how japan's really grown you know they've really sort of pulled pulled their trousers up and got on with it haven't they from what mm. happened you gotta admire them oh um, god yeah and these two books are um, if you're into that, like I am, if you're into that sort of underground kind of feel to a comic, these these will be up your street. But uh, I was chatting to Vince Bond at 11 o'clock up there, Vince, and he was saying that um, he found it quite affecting, and I did as well. It's it's quite an impactful book. Um, it's not a book you would sit and read it all because you, you might you might suffer from severe depression oh, after shit. reading all these horrible vagabond plane is one of the stories and about a man, and he just he just he travels from town to town 
ending up in fights and he's this sort of super tough guy and he's got this thing about just beating up GIs and that's he just lives for violence and he, he, the death of Ryochi Agoshi which, which is a really a really interesting one um, yeah and it's how they all used to live it's, it's, there's, there's a historical con- content to it as well but it, it's just brutal beat poetry of a comic actually absolutely brilliant yeah that's my one so it's um, Slum Wolf and Trash Market both of them by Tadeo Tazuki nice one there you go plenty of differing kinds of comics for you this week from, from yep. all genres it seems that's uh, part of the joy of this show so we'll, we'll add to your wish list and make you hate us but in the best kind of way <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, we hope you have enjoyed this week's jaunt and chat into the comic realm um, if there's anything you want us to talk about in upcoming shows or what you want to talk, want us to talk about for our manga musings uh, next week then you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com follow us on twitter at the awesome pod where we'll be putting shout outs asking questions etc etc um, if you do the book of faces go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast join the community group awesome comics talk on facebook there's also the slack channel the awesome comics podcast slack channel get in touch with us to join us there there's a great group of people and lots of different chats and all kinds going on on that website on that um it's not a website is it what do they call it it is a website uh, and there's an app and there's all kinds isn't yeah it? it's, it's yeah. i'm not sure yeah. how you class it, actually yeah yeah it is, but it is classy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much like uh, our website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. And if you listen to this episode on any other sort of network, I mean, on if you listen to us on Apple, then uh, please subscribe and leave a review and uh, get the word out about this show and everything we talk about. If you listen to us on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? There's the other network, uh, Pod, Sonia the Marvellous. <laughs> uh, there's a there's an insight joke between the <laughs> between the host there. I'm gonna find her. <laughs> that sounded a little bit scary, Tony. Um, <laughs> but thank you again to Edison Neo for joining us, coming back and joining us. Man. Cheers, dude. Um, Cheers, man. We really yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. When you're um, when you're earning big money and you know driving around the limo at the uh, at San Diego, <laughs> remember us, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, all, that's yeah, all we ask. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, hopefully <laughs> we we may actually see you soon in the, in the near future. Yes, but we won't say anything, we won't yeah. we won't say anything about that yeah. on, on the air. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, when you're here, we'll give you a hotel out though. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where can people find us all online, etc.? Tony, patreon.com forward slash tribute press. Something quite surprising coming this week. Oh, yes, lovely, Dan. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Nice. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo and our wonderful, magnificent guest Edison Neo. Where can they find you and your Patreon and your social media, etc.? Um, before before I get to that, I do have a small announcement. Oh, like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically. Um, in a strange turn of events, I lost my job. <laughs> oh, I saw that on you announced and, it on Patreon, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did a post on there about my Patreon, and I am uh, funnily enough, I am now a full time cartoonist. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, a full time comic artist. Yeah, awesome. So, um, 
Yeah. So you guys were mentioning about my work rate about uh comics, right? It's just gonna get more. <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. Good. Uh-huh. Go, go up more, yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, yeah, I'm kind of uh concentrating on my comics for now. Uh, and yeah, so the support on Patreon will be a great help. Uh, my Patreon is on uh, Patreon.com/slash/NeoComicArt, and basically everything Neo Comic Art. Uh, you can find it online. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, my website. Um, everything is Neo Comic Art. Yeah. So you you can just Google that actually. Yeah. Nice, nice, so, and you and you post yeah, regularly so as well. On, any on, support will be great. Yeah, yeah. On mm, Instagram, yes, you yes, like when you're doing like, your your sketches for your kickstarters and stuff. You always like posting yeah. those and stuff. So yeah, and your sketches are great. Yeah, I'm so, lucky. I'm lucky enough to have a couple. Yeah, I've got one in front of me here actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. So on Patreon, it will be stuff like the thought process uh, behind these sketches. I, I go through each one of them. Uh, there's the process of uh, the pages, uh, the scripts, and the thought process as well, and how the dialogue changes <laughs> drastically, and things like that, and a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff, basically. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, anyone who's if you listen to this show, you love the insider stuff and finding out how comics are made. So get on that. Yeah, um, and you're also on the the Slack. If anyone's got any questions for you about anything, yeah, yeah, get on there and have a chat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep, yep. So go forth, people. Uh, subscribe to his Patreon. Get his comics. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you'll you'll be first to know know when the uh, the Kickstarters are coming out, and you definitely want to get on them. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, very thank prompt you. as well, man. I, oh yeah, I'll be complimented for your promptness. So sometimes I think it's ended, and it arrives like a couple of days later with your Kickstarters. They're very good, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you want it? Yeah. In fact, you won't even have to wait for the Kickstarter because when I'm done with the comic as a Patreon, uh, as a patron in one of the tiers, you get the comic sent straight to you. That's so it. You, do. you don't yeah, even have to bank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. There you go. Value for money. Our guests and this show. Amazing. Yeah. so thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, wherever you are in the world, we hope you're doing okay, happy, healthy, and uh, just being safe out there because it's a mad old world at the moment. Um, but just keep reading comics, keep loving comics, and keep making them. Ed- Edison's going to be making them, I mean, he's probably been making them while we've been, work- while we've been talking. He's going he's to make them while he's sleeping. I've just so, sent him some fan art. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> so, awesome. I saw that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you go forth and read loads of comics, and make loads of comics, and from Dan, Tony, Edison, and myself, have a brilliant week, and... Come on, I've been off a week, so come on. You, I, I know you've been practicing this. This would be good. What should they do, guys? What do you mean? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. <sighs> Not Very so good. great, Vince. Well, you know, you know. Uh, I, I guess. I guess it's back to normal then. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. See you later. <laughs>